Podcast like a motherfucker. Welcome to Amber Time Podcast, episode 34. I have no idea. Episode 34. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's 34. Um, Henry P. Miller here, and today on the show we have... Jack, um, Jack Austin from the UK. Jack Austin from UK fame. Exactly. Casimir the Swede, live from Sweden. And uh, I can't remember. Did I have a signature hello? I think I did. Hello! <laughs> <laughs> and that, that hello signifies that Christopher is back in the building I after am. a hiatus. I, uh, I, I'm back from digging holes in Jutland. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> You're not an archaeologist, though. I am not an archaeologist. I am now a sergeant. Now a sergeant. Now Congratulations. Sergeant. Thank you for that. I am now in a castle rather than a hole in Jutland. <laughs> So, so what you're nice. saying is that your the holes you dug were pointless. Uh, no, well, like, we filled them up again. It's more as uh, you're digging trenches all the time. Okay. As part of the exercises, so you don't sleep and you do a lot of working out. Sounds fun. Sounds like World War One, basically. <laughs> yeah, it is. That's what we're practicing. Yeah. So today on the podcast, uh, we have a big tournament coming up in uh, Denmark this weekend called Arscon. And uh, there's going to be a few of the Amatime people going over to the tournament, including myself, Casimir, and Jack is also coming over. Uh, so what we're going to do, we're going to talk about our lists for the upcoming tournament. And then afterwards, we're going to talk about some of the changes that have been made in the hotfix. So just to let you know, the tournament is running the old ish beta 2.3 rules 2.03 2.03 rules so um yeah the lists are going to be from the older version of the game so maybe jack you would like to start with your list uh sure yeah um i'm playing vampires because that's what i know how to do and uh unlike last time i came to denmark i ran a silly list uh, which we actually talked about on the podcast before. So this time I'm bringing a real list and going to try and actually do well. Um, so be warned, everyone. Um, yeah, so I'm, it's a, it's a Lamin vampire list. Um, it's basically just a commandment Lamin vampire uh, who's a general, wizard adept on witchcraft, uh, magical heirloom, blessed inscription is great open, uh, destiny's cool, so four up aegis. Uh, and then a potion of swiftness because I had points left. So basically just distracting with a ward save, really. Um, so no court, though? No court. Uh, it's too expensive, in my opinion. It's very good, but it's really expensive. Um, then the rest of the magic is a Wizard Master Necro on Evocation with Necromantic Staff, which gets you another channel uh, and a bound spell version of the Hereditary spell. So it means you can get three heals in the list, which is quite cool. Uh, I've got a Banshee because they're kind of cheap they are really useful and they give one of the blocks terror which is pretty cool too uh, core is 45 spears gluttons with legion standard uh, 20 zombies with center musician uh, 8 wolves 8 wolves 2 great bats 
33 Halberg Barragard with the, the obligatory banner. Uh, 10 Wraiths, 10 Wraiths, and 8 Vampire Spawn with a champion. Um, so, space. 8 in 1 yeah. unit. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Like, go big or go home, you're playing yeah. vampires, right? Yeah, yeah, sounds good. Yeah. So, what's the thinking I mean, behind the Halberds on the Barragards? Um, because the A, they're cheaper than Great Opens, um, so it means you get a few extra bodies. Uh, secondly, if you do put the Larmin Vampire in the Barragard, uh, anyone in base weight with the Vampire is minus one agility. So, if you charge the Barragard, it's essentially getting net plus two agility. So that actually means that they swing simultaneously with the elves. Um, whereas if they had great weapons, they'd obviously lose out on that. So I think it just works better with the vampire. You also get witchcraft, so you might be taking debuffs off witchcraft that affect agility as well. It just means that if it ever is going to matter, they're agility three. Like it's not trash, so it actually might make a difference. Um, do you reckon you're going to be running them in line well. formation or in block formation? Um, probably line because I think it depends who I'm playing. I'm not sure yet. There might be some games where the vampire can go in the skeletons and you just go commandment spear block and then the barrow guys just roll around on their own. Um, but some matchups you might just decide that it's safer just to bunker the vampire in the barrow guard and just say, come at me. It's a fuck off block. Yeah. Um, it's hard to know which ones. You sort of have to see, feel it out, I guess. But she's also quick enough to just jump between them as well. Yeah. Um, you know, which is a thing. Um, the wraiths are just really broken because you can get two magical moves in the list with uh, an invocation master and witchcraft. Um, so that's really cool. And then the spawn are just really, really fast, which is pretty handy. So I think eight think should be fun. Eight spawn is not something that we have seen in Denmark before. That sounds like crazy many, to be honest. Yeah. Um, so I what, mean, what's if you run the, that chariot, what's if you run that chariot star, and I push them into the front of the chariot star, I'm gonna take off like four before you swing. Yeah. At least. Yeah, it seems uh, reasonable. It's what's twenty-four attacks with battle focus, strength five. Yeah, it's pretty scary. Do you have any yeah. way of putting hatred on the battle focus guys? You can get reroll to hit from evocation. You can. Yep. Yeah, and real to wound. Are you trying? Are you going for that? Um, I guess it depends, right? Because um, I think what you might find is that you play so that you get you've got enough chaff in the list that you get to a position where your opponent has to decide what they want to dispel. And if you're threatening Raven's Wing, Lance Macabre, and Snipes, they might have to dispel those as opposed to the buffs, maybe. So I think you make hard decisions for magic. But but do you actually have the spells? Do you have evocation in your list? Uh, I'm an evocation master. Oh, a master. That was the necromancer. Right. Oh, I didn't get he was a master. I thought he was uh, an yeah. adept. No, he's an evocation master. All right. Um, I will admit tasty. this is partly Jack Chapman's list uh, that he threw my way and said play this. Um, I've tweaked it slightly. Uh, I've just put the Banshee in because I think they're really good. Um, also, it means people will chaff the Barragard because they're really scary. Um, but if you have a Banshee in the unit, they have to take a Terror Chest if you charge them. And there's even if there's the smallest chance they fail the test, they have to roll more dice. And just forcing your opponent to roll more dice is always good. I like it. So Yeah, I think it sounds pretty good. I've actually tried your Triple Banshee list once. 
It's hilarious. Yeah, it was it was absolutely hilarious. Is that a million terror tests or just like loads of shrimp four hits on stuff? Okay. Yeah, it's just three D six plus six auto hits. Yeah. Which is just silly. And in combat it's not the same but it's still pretty good. Okay. I like it. It sounds um sounds pretty good. So how about I mean, you? I haven't played with it but we'll see how it goes, yeah. How about you, Casimir? Um, I'm guessing it's going to be the same list as we talked about for English Championships yeah. and for to, Swedish uh, list. Yeah, do you want me to go through it again? Yeah, yeah, why not? Yeah, okay. You, yeah, sure. You're probably pretty uh, good at saying it now. You've, it's, you've, it's been on three podcasts. Yeah so, yeah, so I was considering changing it a bit, but then uh, I decided that I can't be bothered, so I'm going to run the exact same list. So there's a Pharaoh on a chariot with uh, paired weapons, uh, Basalt Infusion, Steeds of Nefertra, Talisman of Shielding, and Touch of Greatness, which basically means he has 5 strength, 6 attacks, and 5 plus ward save, 3 plus save, and he gives Ghost Step to a unit he's in. Uh, then there's a Wizard Master on Cosmology with an item which lets him reroll any castings of 2 dice. An Abdet on Navigation, who's a Hierophant, an Architect in his pants. Then uh, there's the kicker of seven chariots with full command, uh, banner of speed. Uh, so the Pharaoh goes in there and he gives them basically uh, Ghost Up, which make, makes them ignore terrain. Uh, he uh, gives a plus four march rate, so they end up being movement nine and march 16. And uh, <laughs> then there's Pretty just fast. five scouts. Yeah, exactly. It's, uh, it's hard to avoid. Uh, also, the fact that the Wizard Master is on Cosmology, I don't know if I said that, it also gives them the ability to get through for time so you can charge really far. I, I quote Casimir, the best spell in the game. Yeah, exactly. This will be the last hurrah of the of the best spell of the game. Uh, and then there's basically five scouts, which are just some chaff, 20 skeletons for a bunker, uh, 20 skeletons with ambush, uh, three vultures, eight shafty with halberds and flaming banner, a scorpion, a dread sphinx, and two tomb reapers with paired weapons. Awesome. So, um, just a few a few questions about the combos. Uh, yeah. You you mentioned that there's an item on the wizard that allows you to reroll two dice casting casting attempts. Yes. So how does so, that kind of work with cosmology? I would say like the the big thing is uh, cosmology overall is like seven or eight to cast. So with plus one to cast, you're looking at casting things on six or a seven, and uh, casting on seven with two dice with no reroll is something around seventy percent. And then you add that to a reroll, and you're looking at like 80, 90 percent chance of success. I would say. Yeah, so it kind of allows you to throw two dice with a, like a low risk of failing. Yeah, exactly. I think I over the I played quite a few games with this now, and I think I've failed like in total maybe two or three times over twenty games or something. So it's it's quite reliable. <laughs> Also, uh, I don't know, for some reason I have this uh, ability to, every time I roll two dice to cast anything, I always roll like 10 plus or something. <laughs> it's nice when you when you get that like ridiculously high roll on two dice, like, yeah, sorry, <laughs> and they have to yeah, roll like, exactly. four dice to stop it. Yeah, I was playing a list similar to yours last weekend at a tournament, because I'd stolen your UD idea. Um, I wasn't quite a chariot star, but it had the, uh, the hourglass in it for rerolling the two dice. I could never reroll anything ever. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. I just can't do it right. I don't have to flick my wrist differently or something. I don't know. But I uh, ne- like zero rerolls worked for me. You need some sheep dice, Jack. <laughs> yeah, maybe. 
Yeah, exactly. You definitely need some special dice, I would say. I mean, for me, it's... Uh, I mean, the fact that all the spells could be two-diced. So basically, as long as there's nothing you really need, you always just two-dice everything. And usually people get, like, uh, dispel the wrong things for some reason. Like, for some reason, people don't dispel the truth of time, which is a conundrum. But, uh, Kasmir, are you running the chariots as the heavy chariots or as the light chariots? Uh, the heavy chariots, so they have uh, scoring and uh, all the extra uh, impact hits and stuff. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Is it is it 3d3 plus 3 impact hits or something? Oh, no, I wish it was, but that's <laughs> if you have a unit of just 3. But uh, this unit puts out a whopping 10 plus 4d3 impact hits on the charge. <laughs> <laughs> how, do, how, do you, how do you get so many? So basically, each chariot has a 1 plus d3 base, and then if there's a chariot behind, it gets plus 1. Uh, but the character chariots have 3 plus uh, 1d3 normally. So then when you kind of add it up, you get like 4, for, four uh, from the, the guy, like the pharaoh. And then there's 3 normal chariots, which gets 2 each. And then each gets 1d3, so it ends up being 6 plus 4, 10 plus 4d3. Plus 43. Yeah, so you, so you have a character in the front. Yeah, I get, I get And he yeah. gets 3 base. Yeah. And then the one behind him gives gets him one. plus 1. Yeah. So that's 4. And then you have... You have them four wide. Yeah. So then there's three more. Exactly. And then they all have one behind, so that's six. Yeah. So that's four plus six. That's ten. That's ten. So ten plus four, because they get D3 each one. Yeah, okay. But yes. so, so four. It works out to I mean it works out to around 17, 18. 43. Ten plus four D three. Oh there you go. Okay, I was hearing <laughs> forty three. I was like, my math is completely bonkers. Forty three impact hits. <laughs> Okay. It's still a lot, but yeah. you can get like plus one strength from them from cosmology and yeah. I've actually yeah. tried a, a very Lethal similar strike. list with my own Undying Dynasties. Yeah, you play you yeah. play Undying Dynasties as well. De Destinies. <laughs> yeah, Dynasties. So uh, my list is the same as it's been for the last don't know three months. It's the the D Mage, <laughs> the D Mage uh, Order of the Fiery Heart on the Dragon. It's got um, Essence of Free Mind, which is Pyromancy and, and Alchemy. Have you ever not taken Alchemy? Yeah, I used to have to make Divination. For well, I mean, on the Fire Mage, in any of the games. Yeah, actually, I prefer, I prefer it when it's Pyromancy. Really? It's like a, it's an easier matchup if Pyromancy is a good thing to take. Okay, yeah, that like, makes sense. I, d I would prefer to take Pyromancy over Alchemy. Because it gives me more options. Right, okay. I'll get, I'll get into that. Yeah, it will be, okay. Um, I also have a Master of Cranberry Tower BSB with a 2 plus armor save and a flaming banner and a great weapon. I should say the D-Mage also has Hero's Heart paired weapons and <laughs> every time I say it, you're smiling. <laughs> and, a, and a binding scroll. Um, in core, there's two units of spears. One is 25, one is 30. The 25 has a Rhymer banner, and the 30 has the Rending banner. And then I just have 10 archers with a musician. In special, there's an Eagle, 24 Lion Guard with Navigator banner, uh, 5 Knights of Rhymer in the pants, and a Sky Sloop, and 2 Sea Guard Reapers. That sounds solid, overall. Yeah, it's, it's working for me. How many Flaming banners do you have? One. Okay, and that's on the BSB, right? Yeah, so he can move around. Yeah. Okay. He's he's usually in the Lion Guard. Yeah, makes sense. But the like the difference between the Pyromancy and the Alchemy 
The I prefer to take the pyromancy because it allows me a plus one to wound spell for flaming swords. So that's good not only in the shooting phase but also in the close combat phase. So if I can get that on a unit of spears, then that gives a lot of attacks plus one to wound. I also have a plus one strength spell, so I kind of have two of the, almost the same spell. So what's the optimal for me is charging with my Rhymer Banner Spears and getting plus one strength or plus one to wound. So it's a bit like having strength five and really high AP. It's like one me games. Okay. So good. Yeah. So good. Like running in there with like 21 attacks at strength five. I realised that the D mage is actually damage. Not almost. Yeah. Dragon. It, it stands for a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but the dragon is all the points. Yeah, it's like a big dragon, not oh. a, not an ancient dragon, but like a a regular but, dragon. But I mean, it's not. Uh, how many points is that in total? Like twelve hundred or something? It's uh, one thousand one hundred fifteen points, and it's also okay. the general. So wow. it, okay. it dies quite often. Yeah, and, and then you lose. And if it dies, then the maximum I can get is like a 17-3. Okay. Because I've, I've tabled opponents in the past and lost my dragon. <laughs> so that's pretty much the, the maximum I can get. <laughs> yeah, I'll, uh, I'll go you one better though, because I played someone last weekend who was playing Silver Nails who had a dragon, and he'd put uh, Crown of Autocracy on the dragon. Oh, no. Oh, dear. So, so he had 18-inch... Yeah, discipline ten, which is really cool. But I actually won that game. I tabled that that guy, uh, and his list was forty five hundred on the dot with a BSB. So he he actually gave me five thousand one hundred fifty points. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Maximum points. It was excellent. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Uh, was this at a tournament, Jack? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Oh, was this called to war? Yeah, yeah. How did that well, go? How did that go? I had a terrible day one, so it made it padded my stats a bit on day two. <laughs> were you running the same list as you were taking to Ascon? No, no, I was running a the dumb UD gunline list. Okay, fair enough. I I got a grand total of seventeen points day one and thirty five on day two. <laughs> <laughs> Assuming day two was two games. Yeah. So you could say you maybe you were trump bashing on day two. Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> I didn't play it. To be honest, I didn't play any like really. I think not to disrespect anyone who I played, uh, but I don't think I played any really really big players apart from maybe Chris Bond. Um, everyone else was is like people I've either met played once or twice before, quite new players. So, um, but I was thinking it's more of a, a joke list for a bit of a laugh really because I've been playing a lot of vampires for ETC. So. I find it conspicuous that you that you actually have two undead lists. Are you using the same models, or you made two separate armies? Uh, it's mostly the same models, uh, but uh. I bought some stuff specifically for uh, for last weekend, so it looked a bit nicer. But um, yeah, but yeah, to, to be fair, to be fair, you were running the Barrow Legion uh, thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. So then, I mean, basically, that's supposed to be an almost vampire-esque undiagnosis list, right? So I would say it's uh, in theme. Yeah, that's why. I, that's definitely what I was doing it for. <laughs> Not because I could get sixty ethereal scaring. Yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. Hobby gamer, hobby gamer. Yeah. What were you using for the scarabs? Uh, I bought a load of a load of like um, ghostly like forms off Reaper Mini. Oh yeah. Um, they actually look kind of okay. Um, 
just sort of like painted them like wraith kind of like blue ethereal magical colors so all, all i'm um, hearing is is white a wash and a dry brush <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> yeah uh, so, I mean, how's the they are getting minutes? they are getting changed in the update we, so I'm, I'm derailing this a little bit so we better get back to lists guys yeah, we'll talk about that later. So, uh, Christopher, as the only person who's not going to ask on, how do you rate our list? I think uh, that the Jack's list sounds uh, sounds the best if he pilots it well, because there's a lot of elements in it that kind of kind of move a little bit around the meta as I see it, but. Bear in mind that I haven't been to a tournament in nine months. <laughs> <laughs> but from our local gaming group, I think it'll do quite well. Also, I, I would love to play Jack's List. I think it would be that would be quite a good matchup for me. I mean, sure. Yeah, I don't have I don't have any shooting horrors in this list. It makes me very sad. <laughs> I mean, I guess you'll have a hard time against a fast heavy, uh, hard hitter. You know, like a like a lord on something. Like the Dreadelf Lords on the Manticores or something yeah, like that. Yeah, anything that's flying. Yeah, you'll have a hard time with that. Mm, I don't know. You have evocation snipes. So. 20 wraiths is kind of scary. Yeah. Do they Makes ignore armor saves? Okay, I forgot that they actually ignore armor saves. So yeah, I think you should be covered in that part then. That's kind of what you have to use them for, yeah. Yeah, okay. I, I thought they were only strength 5 now. So yeah. Strength 5, maybe 10. Yeah. Can you can you still do the thing where you like attack into close combat? No, you, 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 you can only do it on a remaining move. Yep. So, so it has to be uh, on engaged enemy units. On en you. okay, only on engaged enemy units. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I played against the like I played against Crystal Egg, who's like a, the vampire ETC player for England vampire player, and uh, he he did it with the raves, like move them on top of my Rhymer Knights. It's like. Okay, that's uh, ten wounds, wounding on a two plus. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. All gone. <laughs> yeah. All gone. Bye bye. Yeah. So I heard the most horrifying thing uh, this weekend. Uh, so Chris Legg, the player you're talking about, he was playing someone who hasn't played. He's not a bad player, but hasn't played for quite a while. And uh, they're up on like table three, like round three of Call to War. And uh, I hear the question. So uh, Chris. What do wraiths do? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the best. The best question. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's exactly what you want to hear when you're like lining up against someone. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think you'll have a good time because against in grindy matchups, you can do like the triple raid stuff, and if your opponent has a lot of characters, you have all the death snipes. So and yeah, I mean, uh, I think you have all the tools. I'm, I'm going to throw something out there, unpopular opinion, but maybe everyone does know this. Death snipes generally do nothing. Like, okay. so often they do nothing at all. Um, and, like, I will only pick one of the two and never cast it. Well, yeah, I, 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 I would agree. Like, before before with Cosmology, when you had, uh, before it got nerfed in, in the previous patch, uh, where you were able to do a wound with no saves of any kind allowed, then that was, I mean, that was worthwhile, I would say. But now it's usually the targets you really want to snipe usually run around with like a 4 plus regen or something anyway. So well, it's very dicey to throw it, I would say. I, I'm not sure, because I, I've been playing as Rasmus with his... Uh... Master yeah. on evocation, yeah. and I think it puts a lot of pressure on you in the magic phase when you're you have a decision whether you take one wound on your on your general or d three wounds on your mage or 
something like this. I, I, I think it I think it has potential. I also played against Jonas. Whether he was using Evocation or is there one in Thaumaturgy which does Yeah, there's something it well, it's like a Yeah, there's there's one which is basically you both roll a dice, a D three, but he adds plus one I think, and yeah. the difference is how many ones you take. I, I remember him taking off my general in the first turn with this spell. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's it's pretty powerful. Yeah. I mean, I mean you... but maybe your list is extra susceptible to this. Like, do you have any? Did you have any ward save on the BSP? And then you have your dragon, which is also not I mean, really has any ward save. Well, this this was this was um, this was playing a different list, but I had a four plus ward save and I failed it. Ah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I like your list, Jack. I think it's going to be really powerful against most opponents. Overall, I think Casimir's list is also quite good, but it is susceptible to the good old redirect. Yeah, like I, my, I, what I found through playing my list a lot is that, I mean, it's it, you know, it wins really big or loses really big. There's no in between, and uh, that can swing really easily. Yeah, that's what. And you the, get. The, the, the biggest weakness is basically that the pharaoh is just. Uh, I mean, he he usually isn't like good enough to retain his points. What happens usually is they charge and they kill all these things, and in the end they punk the pharaoh, and that's seven hundred and fifty points, which just swing. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you pretty much said in the last uh, the last podcast. Yeah, yeah. It's, if, if you're playing a charge dependent army like King of Equitane or or that list yeah. build, it just means that you you can either win really big if you get a grab, and like if you get if a you fight make, if you make the charge. Yeah, yeah, if you make the charge on the right char- target and you get that kind of like where you just roll a flank. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then you win everything, and if you get redirected to the end of days and counter charge, then you just lose. Yeah. Yeah. So but, I mean, I would say the list really. Yeah. I think it really banks on just having uh, on just getting through for time in a like in a place where they can't shaft you basically. Yeah. I mean, as for your list, Henry, I think your list is also really good. But in some matchups, you're just going to be unlucky and your dragon dies or runs off the table or something along those lines. Yeah, that's pretty much what happens. Yeah, and then and when you do when that happens, there's no recovering. Yeah, it's it's a big swing, yeah. and and it's like a big kind of tactical swing. Like as soon as the dragon dies. That's like my firepower, like no pun intended, like <laughs> gone. <laughs> yeah. Henry, how much? I, I mean, I've we've talked about your list before, but like, how much shooting does it have? It has a sky slip and two reapers, right? Yeah, and ten archers. And ten archers. So, like, the thing is that if if we played, yeah, the only thing that I'm ever worried about is the magic because the shooting does literally nothing. Are you to, sure? To, to my list, to my to my list, it's. it's I think it used absorb with three heals. You absorb it yeah. turn by turn. That's my. As long idea. as you shut down enough of the magic, which is, you know, is easier than done because you can have so many magic missiles, right? Yeah, like the uh, pyrocaustic flow. Yeah. I I cast that on like a five plus, two d six strength four plus d three. Yeah. So yeah. I, I can I can literally one dice that spell if I'm lucky. Yeah. So it it has a lot of firepower. Yeah. It, it, Tell you what I really, really liked and what was really weird because when we, you know, when we were playing older versions of Ninth Age or even Eighth Edition Warhammer, there was a lot more magic defense possible. Yeah, um, like invest more into dispelling and whatever, right? Um, but the Yugi list I was running had I took a crystal ball, which obviously is the plus one to dispel against one wizard, and also had one had also had caskets, which they stack not with each other but with crystal balls. So you get plus two essentially to dispel against a, a caster. And it feels so safe. 
Like, yeah. you, almost no other army gets them to anything like that. Um, and it's so, so powerful. It just shuts down so much investment from, from your opponent. Like, if they invested, like, a Quaffle and Skink Priest, like, there's only a thousand points in magic that just doesn't really do anything. <laughs> That's just from a casket and a crystal ball. Yeah, it's amazing. Like, minus two is huge. I think Hives yeah. can do something similar, right? They have access No, to... not anymore. It's changed. Well, okay. you can have uh, one item that gets, gives you plus one to dispel, I think. Yeah, right? yeah the Amethyst crystal. Oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, and so then you can add that to a crystal yeah. ball. So, so I think can... maybe it's dominant. So you probably have to have another character well, I don't think the it. crystal ball is dominant, is it? No, but Amethyst crystal is dominant. Yeah. So, so you, you can... can't have both on the same character. What? Oh, no, no, you, yeah, can. you can. Yeah, you can. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and but the rest of the list is pretty standard. I mean, uh, if you get the right matchups, you win. If you don't, you yeah. Lose. Like the the spear, the spears are actually like the crux of the list. Yeah, I understand. I'm whenever I'm playing with my king of equity, if if I'm phasing off against elves, the dangerous stuff is the spearmen. Yeah, because they solo beat my units usually. They, they kill like a lot of stuff. Like yeah. they're much better than you think. Yeah, I agree. So um, that's lists. We'll take a quick break now. Um, come back after the break and we're going to talk about the new hotfix. Hopefully you will enjoy the rest of the show. So guys, um, I'm just going to go and refill the gin glasses. step out for a moment because I have to send a very important email to the head of uh, something something <laughs> no worries no, I forgot to bring you that and I have seven minutes <laughs> so okay. I will uh, I will take the front row seat then for this uh, second part of Amatime podcast um, we're back live from uh, Copenhagen and we have uh, Casimir the Swede and uh, Big Jack Austin uh, from the the realms of Skype. <laughs> uh, right now, we're just going to go through the hotfix. Uh, oh man, I'm I I could just say like for to interrupt you, I'm so excited. Like today, I've got no work done at all because uh, they released the hotfix <laughs> in the middle of the day, and I've been just like on the forum all the time, <laughs> looking like making lists in my head and stuff. So uh, I'm really really psyched up. Is it up on the beta rules? Uh, yeah, everything's yeah. everything's available. Awesome. So uh, maybe Casimir, seeing you're so excited, you would like to uh, go through the changes in the hotfix and the Undying Dynasties and what you think about them. Yes. Okay. So I feel like I need to get like the the bad things out of the way first, and uh, that's the fact that Truth of Time is now. Um, well, <laughs> so so this is this is not an Undyne Dynasties thing. It's a, a, a oh. fix in the uh, the magic rules. Yeah. So the best spell in the game is no longer the best spell in the game. Now it's just like a good spell in the game. Uh, so so it's it's very sad. Before you used to add like a D6 to your charge range when you cast it on units, but now you get two instances of maximized roll. I think. 
and the casting value went down quite a lot. But uh, when I, I put the averages into into like a calculator for and stuff, and uh, before if you put that on a switch was, unit, was that, con- was that conflict calc? Uh, mm, I don't remember. It's just I, you know, I googled dice something. You know, conflict uh, calc is like a really good uh, c- calculator for your uh, regular hits and wound rolls. Ball. Just to plug that okay. in there. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, but it's only available on um, on yeah. iOS. Only available and, on uh, iPhone. Other yeah. phone manufacturers are available. Anyway, cool. carry on. Yeah, so so basically before, if you cast uh, Truth of Time on a Swift Stride unit, uh, your average roll on the dice was uh, 12.2 or something, uh, that you add your movement value, of course. Whereas now, if you put the new Truth of Time on a Swift Stride unit, your average roll is like 9.9, because uh, basically you do five dice and you remove the three lowest, if I understand the spell correctly. That's, that's so, pretty so it's, good. It's still good, but it's quite a it's quite a nerf. But to me, like I, I'm still really excited because I feel like the nerf is probably justified because yeah, you it's could cast on a five. Exactly. <laughs> so you can you can one dice it. You can one dice this spell, which is pretty cool. No, but better. No, no. Why this is way better is that it you the hex version still cast on a five. Yeah. You basically make people like fail average charges. Yeah, yeah. It's that's it's awesome. Super good. Yeah, I, I would say this spell is, is real, still super good, but I, I feel like personally I have to reevaluate how I play because so much of my playstyle is just uh, putting, like, standing outside of a charge range of somebody else, and then you put that on your own units, and then suddenly you can charge all of their units, you know. Mm. But uh, but it's gonna be interesting. But but uh, in the Undying Dynasties, I would say that uh, there was some small uh, points tweak tweaks, but the. Uh, there were like two major things that really changed, and the first thing is that the Hierophant role, uh, rule became actually useful. Uh, so before it was kind of you elected one of your wizards to be this guy, and if he dies, uh, you you start crumbling, and you got like this really small bonus that if you put it on a master, uh, you healed like an extra wound on some units. Uh, but now instead, what it does is that if you're a Hierophant and you cast a, a spell and uh, you get the attribute which lets you rest malls. The hero font is allowed to apply that attribute on a unit within 18 instead of the unit he's targeting with the augment that he's oh, casting, wow. which is really good. That's really good. You also, yeah, you also pay for it, but but that's really really nice. Is it is, is that, it still called so a hierophant? So sorry. Is it is it still called a hierophant or is it like yes. a nine? Yes, yes, it's still called it's still called a hierophant. Okay, just checking. Yeah, I, I actually have the rule in front of me, so I don't get to drink on this one. So, uh, so what other changes are there? Yeah, so there was a small nerf also uh, to the underground ambush, uh, which um, before what you could do is that you could ambush a unit of 20 skeletons, and there was no restriction of how you came up from the ground. So you could come up in a, in a conga line, 20 yeah. wide. I remember you doing from, this in the tournament last weekend. Yeah, well, it was, it was way too powerful. So basically what they did now is that if you are... Like a normal sized mall, uh, you uh, have to come up in ranks of five wide, and you don't get to do a swift reform when you come up, which is entirely reasonable. But it just stops some abuses. Uh, and then I would say the big, the next like big changes actually is uh, is to the equipment, uh, the magic items. Uh, so specifically, the Pharaoh became better because he has access now to some like new really cool items. Uh, so first of all, there's like this. Um, 
great weapon enchantment called the God Slayer, uh, which before was was just utter dog shit, I would say, and uh, <laughs> because it was like it only affected uh, demons and, and you know nobody took it. But now it basically gives you plus one attack and uh, divine attacks, as well as multiple wounds too against anybody who has an Aegis save. That sounds amazing. Yeah, because the, and the kicker here is that's an any Aegis save. So if you have a conditional Aegis save, such as free uh, plus, like the Dark Elf guy with free plus against shooting, you get multiple wounds against him. If you have free plus against fire, get multiple wounds against him as well. So like even Fireborn. Yeah, yeah, any anything. <gasps> Yeah, which is really, really good. Uh, then, like, other other things were reduced in price as well. Uh, but the next really cool item is that there's an item, uh, like, an artifact called the Death Mask of Teput, which now, uh, if you have this on you, and you're in base contact with somebody, they get uh, the whole unit uh, your base contact with gets minus two offensive skill. That's, that's quite good for things yeah. like skeletons and stuff. Yeah, but it's also, I mean, I think... Uh, where this is going to see the most application is when you put this in a Death Star, such as uh, the Terracotta Chariot Death Star. You put this in, and suddenly your Chariot Death Star is like even more unkillable than it was before. Fair enough. Because, um, give, give us an example. Uh, so, because the thing is that the, the Pharaoh buffs the unit with plus two uh, offensive and defensive skill, yeah. and then if he takes this item, he also reduces the opponent's skill by minus two. So in sense, you're getting a net uh, four difference in skill compared to before. So that basically so, gives you plus one to hit and minus one to be hit. Exactly. Uh, and this this basically, the, the thing I'm thinking about is that if you put this in a Terracotta Death Star, uh, you have a chariot unit, which has toughness five, and it's uh, offensive and defensive skill 5, and then you also reduce your opponent's uh, defense and offensive skill by 2 as well. That sounds pretty good. So so basically everybody can expect to hit on one less than what they would normally. How, how expensive is this combo? Uh, I mean, not so bad, actually, because this item is only 35 points, which is really cheap. That's crazy cheap. Yeah, I, I, I think that that might be adjusted later. Well, it depends on what but it seems to be very cheap for what it is. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, in the list, there was some some minor points adjustments. Nothing really, I mean, not, nothing really crazy. Uh, otherwise, uh, other than that, I would say. Cool. Um, so overall, impressions? Yeah. So overall, I think it's it's really good. Uh, like uh, you know, every like the book just became very slightly better, and uh, they had like. Uh, addressed some of the worst things that people were, were you know, angry about, like the resting is now, like you can resurrect models much more reliably. Oh, I forgot one thing, there's a new item as well, which is also really crazy. Uh, so the Book of the Dead is now like a bound spell book, and it's a power level 4 slash 8, and it lets you cast the, uh, like the resurrection spell as a 12-inch aura. Wow. So you take this... Yeah, this is it's it's crazy. I would say, uh, especially if you take uh, these kind of infantrists or something like that, where you really benefit from it. You have a bomb spell, which you know your opponent really has to stop. So every they, turn. they're pretty much going to save like two or three dice to stop this spell. Every, yeah, because otherwise turn. you're you're essentially like resurrecting your like entire army with this thing. Yeah. Okay. Wow. That's that's a that's a big thing to forget about, Casimir. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it's just because it probably doesn't apply to the lists I play. That's the reason. I mean, the yeah. big thing as well they changed was obviously uh, restricting 
the Baronesian Scab Swarms. Yeah, so you can only have seven, I think, now? Yeah, seven bases per army. Yeah, so, so it's... Uh, I mean, you can still have some, but it's not as good. But I, I think something which uh, I don't understand why it's this way is that the Terracotta list is not changed at all. It's the exact same. Which is interesting coming off uh, the English Championships, where basically a Terracotta Death Star with two Pharaohs in it uh, came in third place. And I also know there was, uh, I don't remember which tournament, but I know the previous tournament I saw this list appear in, it came first place. I think it was Scottish Masters. Yeah, probably. And I, I expected them to, after, because kind of what they've said on the forums is that they they want the Terracotta and Barrow Legions lists to be like a worse version than the normal list, so they don't have to worry about balancing it. But here I would say Terracotta is right now, in my opinion, probably the best way to play Undying Dynasties. And it like there was no change. And basically, it got even better items to put in the list, so I I don't see why it wouldn't right now. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. Um, Jack, do you have any comments as a tepid Undynasties player? Um, honestly, despite the Terracotta list doing quite well, um, I mean, over here a couple of times, and I think abroad a bit, Yeah. Uh, the general... Consensus seems to be that it's not actually as good as a non-terracotta list, just because you can get just more stuff. Because um, obviously you get a price hike for every model uh, yeah. for different amounts to make it a terracotta list, and your healing is not as good. But I guess you don't need to be because you shouldn't lose as much because they're tougher. Um, but overall, I think everything that's been addressed is good. Um, the magic was a bit silly; it's just a bit too good. It's been addressed a bit um, by Things like the hourglass has got more expensive. Yeah. Um, I mean, Book of the Dead is really cool, but you're never going to get to cast it because people will obviously dispel that if it's that important. Um, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's more. Yeah. I would say it's a, like a way to draw the spell dice out if you if you have it. Mm, absolutely, yeah. Um, but overall, uh, I think the change to the scarabs basically means that it's not in a competitive list. It's not worth taking. Uh, Barrow Legion, because Barrow Legion means you can't take monsters and ambush units. Yeah. Um, and basically the trade-off was obviously that you could get loads and loads and loads of Ward Save Scarabs, and now that you can't um, get as many, I don't think it's worth not being able to take Sphinxes or whatever. Um, but, yeah. Um, I think overall the changes, it hasn't like, gutted the book at all. Um, I think there's still a lot of things you can do with it that make it quite playable. Um, magic is still pretty strong, really. Um, yeah. So I think it should be fun to play. Also, the castle got ten points cheaper, which is a big win. Yeah, Dread Sphinx got ten points cheaper. I like that. Maybe not <laughs> so competitive, but I don't know what that is meant to do. Honestly, I don't know. I I mean I would say it. I mean it might make a little bit of difference because I think when you like all these point changes back and forth, like the hourglass getting slightly more expensive and so on, it's gonna, you know, you're gonna end up in your list having some things costing a little bit more, and then if some things cost a little bit less, then you know, it might still fit together. The uh, the big question, the, the, the big question is, if you take say something like three of them, can you now take three where you could only take two before? That's really the big uh, thing about these. Let me see what it comes out to. Because that's what it really matters. Yeah, the I guess thing it, that's actually just the only thing I'd say about. Kazim is this, sorry Henry, um, okay. is that he's he's talking about, you know, maybe putting the extra item for, uh, what's it called, the, the death mask for the yeah. minus two offensive skill, um, but uh, nerf on the on a unit. Um, 
the thing that's cool about that is it makes the chariot style a little bit more durable. Uh, the only thing I was considering when I was going to try and run it was putting a harbinger in the unit, which basically gives the unit uh, lethal strike. Uh, no, um, it gives the unit um, battle focus. Sorry, battle focus, right, that's right. They already have lethal strike. Yeah. So it just makes the unit even more killy, but you're spending even more points to make that unit extra killy. But generally, your opponent is just going to not fight you. So with any Death Star, you need to make your Death Star seem <laughs> just just approachable enough that you can try and fight it and then it takes your Imperialist's armies off um, but if you put too much stuff in it people just That's will true. never fight it all game and then you're actually not getting enough return on investment um, and I reckon the Death Mask is just enough extra to keep it alive without making it seem that people can't charge it at all Yeah, That's a bit like yeah. the Banshees as well like the Banshees kind of they look pretty soft but they actually do a lot more than you think yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I mean, I think if you want to go really killing on the Death Star, like you basically go Terracotta because otherwise, it's still too fragile as a Chariot Star uh, because it's still only rest four with four plus save and so on. But if you go Terracotta, then suddenly you put this thing down, which says, you know, if I charge you, I win. But if you charge me, we're just gonna grind, and I'm probably not gonna lose anyway. Right, right now your list is not a Terracotta list, though. No, but I'm considering, like looking at, at the book now, I'm considering if I'm going to switch to a terracotta list in this next patch, but that would mean I'd have to paint more models, and I'm trying to switch armies, so I, I'm not sure. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, so uh, next I think I will take us through the Silver Elves. Um, Jack, I know you also play Silver Elves, so feel, please feel free to chime in. I'm making it sound like I play everything and have no life. <laughs> I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that. Well, I mean, is it true or is it not true? That's matters. <laughs> so um, the first change in the Silver Elves book is that uh, you are only allowed fifty-five models with a Sylvan longbow per army. Oh, okay. So, uh, but before there was no restriction. No, only like a percentage okay. in the shooting category. So for me, this makes absolutely zero difference to any list I will play because I think if you're if you're running fifty five models and you're really really like maxing out on this category. So I don't know about you, Jack, but I I don't really feel that this restriction is that much of a big deal. Um, probably not. Uh, I mean, if you're running shooty, you don't want. Shit longbows, you want good longbows, you're taking right. like 20 pathfinders and yeah. 10 sentinels. Yeah, exactly. So and at that 30. point, are you going to invest in 25 shit archers on top of the 30 good ones you got? Probably yeah. not. And you're probably not going to go with. I don't think you can even fit like 30 Heath Riders in your core. So, so basically, is this uh, category even needed, this restriction, though? Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's there to kind of limit extreme, extreme builds. Yeah. So, okay. uh, I like th for me, this restriction is fine. Like it doesn't really affect my lists, and I don't think it will affect that many people's lists. But it's it's good to have as like a like a total cap. Yeah, sure. So the hereditary spell has had like a complete overhaul. It's now fucking rape. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Before it was like shit, but now it's like a, it's amazing now. It's so good for a full. Oh wow. For a four plus or a seven plus boosted, so 
the unit that you cast it on is an augment, augment spell. So the unit that you cast it on counts as having a forest underneath the target. So, and it always extends to the boundary of your uh, unit. So only your unit is affected by it. So this essentially means that your unit is rerolling ones to wound. If it's light troops, it gets stubborn. If it's like wow. a, a thicket shepherd unit, it gets stubborn and reroll to wound. Like, pretty tasty. And then the, the boosted version of this is enemy units in base contact with the target must reroll natural hit rolls of a six. So no more battle focus. Fuck you. Yeah, that's good. No more poison also. Yeah, no more poison. Fuck you. So th this is like crazy spell. I, 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 I don't know. But let me ask you something. How is that one, other than the boosted version, isn't it exactly the same as the one that is in Druidism, the number six spell? Yeah. So you can just have it twice. Yeah, but it's casting a four plus. Yeah, it's casting no, but it's the boosted version that's kind of like extra. But the, spicy. the the druidism spell is also um, universal, so you can cast it on enemy units. Well, only yeah. if you have the open throne going, right? Uh, I'd have to check. Yeah, I sure. believe that's yeah. the way of it. Okay, but well. I, that's probably stronger because then you can break steadfast, right? If you yeah. cast a forest yeah. thing on a, a steadfast unit, but. but Henry, do you feel like maybe we will gonna have like a highborn elf hereditary situation here? Because four plus seems insanely cheap for this spell. I think the four plus for the basic version is a little bit cheap. I mean, it's a it's a two dicer, but I think it could be a five as well. Yeah, like a yeah, because four is I mean a four on a master if you take it on a master is, is a one dice spell. How can you how can you abuse this? You can abuse this with Thicker Beasts really, really well. What about the Blade Dancers? And the Blade Dancers, like, semi? Semi, you can? You can kind I mean, of I... uh, run up to someone and, and use the Award Save Dance and, and cast this on them, but people can always stop it. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I wouldn't say it's, a it's a bit abuse. Risky. It's, it's more of a, like, this is a really cheap, good combat buff, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you get to reroll ones to wound. Yeah, it's not... That's not amazing. It's not amazing. Okay, Henry, I'm going to put this out there. So, Core now just becomes 30 Dryads with, with Hatred, right? Yeah. Um, and then you take two Dried Ancients, pay 40 points each, and you get two Hereditary spells. Yeah. So, one the reason them, this is better, the, the reason we'll this is better than the Druidism spell is because you can cast this as many times as you like, depending on how many Wizards you have. The Hereditary so they just spell the first two, you just cast it the third time. Then you how, get do you, it. how do you do that, Jay? You can cast as many times as you like, you just can't have, like, you can't successfully cast more than once. Oh, really? Yeah. You can attempt to cast it more than yeah. once? I didn't realise no, that. No, no, you can cast it successfully uh, three times, it's not on the same target. If you have... Three uh, casters. Three casters with it, yeah. It's why, the only... Why, why, is spells, the why, 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 is, why is that? How do you do that? Isn't, is it not replicable? No. no. Oh, maybe not then. <laughs> Yeah, so it's just a normal spell. Yeah. Okay. But you can have it twice if you if you want it. How? Yeah, well, you can have it, but you can only attempt to. Cut, I think it says in the magic rules that you can only attempt you to cast right. spell okay. each once. But yeah. regard, regardless, I think this is like a solid hereditary spell. It's much better than it yeah. was before. And For sure. And it can really That's save your. It can really save your treatment and stuff like that from yeah. uh, from the poison and the battle focus yeah. and. Yeah, I think it's very useful. Like, it's quite fluffy as well because it's kind of like avoiding hits and making you, making yeah. you like 
feel like you're in a forest, and obviously all your units are forest strider, so yeah, I, re I really like this change. Yeah. I think... Um, it's also soft cover, actually. Yeah, also soft cover as well. Yeah, oh, the, one, cool. the one other thing you may not have considered, because you may not have noticed, is that cannons now don't get plus one to hit gigantic targets if they're in cover of any kind, and gigantic targets do get cover from woods, so cast this on a treeman, you don't get plus one to hit it with a cannon. Okay, that's pretty cool. Do you get both cover and the cannon loses the bonus to hit, or do you get... Uh, no, you, do, you just get one. Oh, you get yeah, the one. Okay, because cannons ignore cover anyway. Alright, yeah. See it. Yeah. That's good. Cool. Yeah, so minus yeah, one solid. Hit. Yeah, put it on your forest dragon. I reckon you'd be casting the boosted version of this as the moment you're in close combat, and yeah. then you're going to only be casting the four plus for cover. Yeah. Uh, when, we, when we get to Treekin, I'll uh, mention it again. And you kind of see the combos and also the dryers as well. Okay. Now I love shapeshifters. Um, I haven't played Sylvanas properly for a long time, so I don't know. I think it has got cheap because no one was taking them at all. Um, yeah. For some reason, I faced a lot of them, but maybe people just didn't have good lists. Like I have a really good model for a shapeshifter. It's really nicely painted, but I've never used it because it's always been rubbish. So now I'm actually considering it with the new items. Are you talking about like? Whirlwind item, or you mean the items from the main book? The the items from the Sylvanov book. We'll get there. Yeah, yeah, carry on, yeah. So, uh, Wild Hunt hasn't changed. Pathfinder, I think it's got a little bit more expensive. And uh, it cannot be taken with a Battlestander Bearer, which is, for me, like completely okay. I think it was a little bit abusive that like pretty much 90% of Sylvanov lists had the Pathfinder as BSB. Yeah. In my book, it doesn't really make sense that you're like kind of scout character is like carrying scout ninja super stealthy, just like but also the one dragging along a massive yeah. banner. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, through a forest, yeah, <laughs> doesn't really for from like a, a character fluff point of view, it doesn't really make sense to me. So I think that's fine, and uh, they just kind of like clarified the the sh number of shots that you get. So an old school hero level character chieftain gets three, and a prince gets four. Cool. So that's I think that's a fine change as well. Um, I like that. The aspects of nature had have had a big overhaul. So toxic spores. Every model in the bear's unit gains a lethal strike, sixty-five points. That's amazing. That's pretty cool. So that's how, pretty how, does this, how does this work? So you what what? So basically, this is this is what you take on either a dryad. Matriarch, yeah, or a thicket shepherd. Okay, so you're either giving your dryads lethal strike or your thicket beast lethal strike. Okay, so essentially you're going to take this on dryads. Okay, and have like a block of twenty four or something. They have they're going to go in there with uh, lots of attacks, strength four, lethal strike. Yeah, pretty tasty. Fine. Yeah, rerolling ones to wound with the spell. Yeah, I see. Yeah, I see. And then you can have two matriarchs which are both spellcasters, right? Yeah. And so one gives them hatred, the other one gives them lethal strike. Yeah. I mean, if you want to go Death Star, yeah. I mean, are they expensive? No. Yeah, like cool. it's, it's cool. They're really not. They're yeah. really not expensive. So I think so I think this is going to be every list yeah, pretty much. I would I would run this. Two two matriarchs, one with hatred, one with lethal strike. Yeah. Cuz that that's one way of just making your course super killy. So so how how much points is it to have a big unit of dryads one and then one matriarch of hatred and one of leaf strike? Like how many points are we talking about? I'll I'll do the calculation really quickly. So if you carry on, Henry, I can work that out. It's not yeah. going to be as much as you think. All right. 
because that sounds uh, disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> so Jack's going to do the calculation. So the next change is the next real change is Oaken Crown is changed to the bearer's unit may perform swift reforms as if it had a musician. So this is really cheap. It's only twenty points. Um, this is something that the Sylvan Elf community has been asking for on on dryads for a long time. Is the same as ghouls. Like the ghouls never really had a musician, but now they have like the leader of the pack, which gives them the same rules as the musician. So I think this is actually quite a cool way of doing it. Uh, I do like it, although you do have to buy a dryad matriarch to do it. I think that kind of makes sense as well. So but, like from a fluff point of view, it's okay, and it's quite cheap. But but the the problem can you take more than one aspect on one matriarch? That is a good question. I'll just check. But I don't, Cause, th- cause I don't the, think the so. Problem, no, no I mean, way. No way you're allowed the, to do that. No, I don't think so either. Yeah. So the problem I'm seeing straight away is that it's really hard to look past giving the Dryads Hatred and Lethal Strike, or one of those two, to give them the Swift Reform. So in that sense, it's just not going to be taken. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. Um, you can only take one on your Ancient Dryad. So this is, not gonna, this is never going to be taken. It would be it would be good if it's like an optional upgrade for any of your dryad matriarchs. Yeah, for like a champion or something or I don't know. I mean, I um, never understood yeah. why, why like why can't they take a musician? Because the ogres they don't have regular musicians, they just have a Liverpool fan. Lolo <laughs> 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 Yeah, same with the ghouls, right? They yeah. the champion counts. So yeah. it doesn't really make sense for me. He's probably Manchester. I mean I, I think this is this is like a stepping stone in my opinion. That this they put this change in now and in the next patch they will probably let them have Swift Reforms even easier because you know, it just needs to propagate for the system. So you could also kind of say, well, with the hatred and the lethal strike it's kind of like a concession. So the the unit is like so powerful that it needs a weakness, and maybe its weakness is that it can't swift reform. Yeah, I think that's a, yeah. also a fluffy weakness. Yeah, you know, to an extent. I don't yeah, understand yeah. why ghouls are allowed to have musicians. Yeah. Right, they sh- they uh, by the way, guys, um, twenty six dryads with a champion and two matriarchs with lethal strike and hatred is nine ninety three. In total, how many how so many points are core and how nice. many points are characters? Uh, so the characters are one fifty-five and one, so one ninety and one sixty-five. So the rest is core. Wow. So it's like seven hundred points. Of <laughs> so that's that's a that's a super that's... inexpensive Death Star in core. Yeah. Well, so... not Death Star, but it's quite good. It's and like a really good dryads. <laughs> but how are the are the dryads in that case? Are they also mages? No. Okay. Well, they need to be mages because they can be. Well, it's eighty. It's eighty more points. So. Yeah, but you do that. Thousand seventy. I don't think. I mean, that's decent. I wouldn't. I would never not take the wizard upgrade on them. Can you? Can they take magical equipment also? No, no. Okay. But they can also be an apprentice. So you can take it for forty points. You can just take the hereditary spell. Yeah, from druidism and from divination, like the number one spells. Yeah, but you you could just take the hereditary spell. For forty points. Yeah, but you can't, you you don't want more than one. Yeah, we say one one druidism or one hereditary. The, the standard divination one is also quite cool on them. Oh, is it scrying? No, it's plus two weapon skill, plus two initiative. Ooh, that yeah. could that yeah. could be tasty so on so dryads. They go like uh, in, what are, you, are they initiative five base? <laughs> yeah, five base. So initiative uh, seven and weapon skill a lot. Weapon skill six. It's also it's also good on uh, tree fathers to be fair. Yeah. Um, but also interestingly, to uh, Toby, uh, Henry, they um. The conclave rule for divination, the extra three-inch range, uh, doesn't 
doesn't just proc on divination casters on all friendly wizards. Yep. Yes, I wanted to get to this. This is a really, really big yeah. change. I noticed this as well. Yeah, it's so. This is so good. I looked at it today and I didn't see it. Yeah, yeah. It's all you get plus three inch range to all wizards. Yeah. Oh. I, I mean, this is, and I feel like this was needed because before the only person who made like a divination council was the slam because he had an item which let him count normal casters as uh, <laughs> like divination casters but now like anybody could actually make a functioning the divination like so, range well, who, who was that who was that customer uh so before uh, the slam the had who, like some the item who? ah the quartal no <laughs> got you twice there do you, yeah, do, you know, drinking, do, do, do you realize that the, the, the Quartal has one attack? <laughs> do you want to know how he attacks? You know how a frog goes with its leg. <laughs> to the side. <laughs> so it only attacks to the side. Yeah, yeah I mean, he, he, it's a leg. It's a frog leg kick. So when you swing. Yeah, exactly. Like, when they like. Kick, kick like a frog. Kick, yeah. <laughs> and then just the one. <laughs> so back to the Sylvan Elves. Um, yes. So we like we like all of these um, new aspects of nature. Yeah. Apart from the oaken crown, which is a stepping stone in the right direction, it needs to do something more. Or it, like should, or it should just be able to take it as well as another aspect. Yeah, but then you always well, take then, it. Hang on, hang on. If you're taking thicket beasts, which having looked at how they've been changed, you are definitely taking thicket beasts. Um, <laughs> you're going to put oaken crown on the. Uh, Whatever the thicket beast character is, the thicket shepherd. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Is that? Because because you don't really need lethal strike. What about hatred? Yeah. You can't take hatred because it's only dryads. Oh, it's only dryads. Yeah. Is, is it? it? Yeah. Yeah, it's only dryads. Okay. Yeah. Ah. Well, okay. And you don't need lethal strike on thicket beast. You AP two, AP two, AP two. I would take it. Yeah, maybe. I mean, why not? Six five I mean, points. It's de like I would say Okafor is decent in that case, but but I still think that there should be like an easier way to get the Swift Reform probably. Yeah, I mean it gives you the option, right? Yeah, yeah, so, of course. Special equipment. So there's been a few uh, price changes. The although the main changes are two: the bow of Whiskan or the bow of Whiskan. So attacks made with the silver longbow gain plus one to wound when shooting from short range, and magical attacks. So this is like a, a streamlining of the rules. It's also reduced in price. So I think I quite like this now. Before I wouldn't really take it, but now it's like a it's a nice option. And it so it also combines with the Pathfinder character. So four shots with plus one to wound at short range. It's pretty good. Any comments, Jack? Um. I mean, it's. Yeah, it's fine. Like, oh, bit of, bit of yeah. so I guess then you. So if you if you put this on a cat, a pathfinder character, they get more shots, right? They don't get any more shots, but they get plus one to wound at short range. So strength four, plus one to wound. Yeah, but a pathfinder would then get like three shots or four shots. Yeah, exactly. Except for Lord, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I guess it's worth if you put it on one of those, but not on anyone else, right? I guess. Yeah, I think it's that's what it's for. Mm. Yeah, it's fine. It's um, it's just I guess it depends if you're going that way or not. I I feel like if it's if you're not going heavily into shooting, it's probably not worth bothering. No. Yeah, I, uh, I agree. I think this is this is literally 
only an item for a Pathfinder character. Mm. So, um, next on the new items list is Shielding Bark. So they've kind of, with all the items, they've removed the restrictions with Elven Cloaks and things like that. So they they made, they made this one plus one armor, light uh, light armor enchantment. So it gives you heavy armor, Aegis 5 plus, fearless, flammable, magical attacks. So it's a little bit cheaper. It's only infantry models. Uh, I'm still not so sold on this, but maybe if you want like a cheap ward save character in your in your spear block or in your forest guard block this is the way to go yeah doesn't this like combo pretty well with like just hunter's honor in general just getting distracting plus a ward save yeah yeah that's uh, armor and if you want if you want a forest prince uh on foot in a in an infantry block this is probably what you're going to take that's pretty flammable, though. Yeah. Yeah, but if I mean, is that that's uh, real to own right? You can always right say Dragonfire Gem. Yeah. I know. That's what you're gonna say. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would I would say that my opinion right now is that a lot of things with a lot of lists which are reliant on flaming attacks already put you know things into the list to make you flammable anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so actually, having flammable is, is not as big of an issue when, you know, if somebody's relying on it, they probably have alchemy or they're infernal dwarves or something. So you're probably going to get flammable for some other source anyway. Yeah, I mean it's a weakness. They they still got a reroll. They're only a reroll into wound. And your your toughness free anyway, right? So most yeah. most of it's going to wound you. Yeah, I was kind of joking, it's not really a big problem. So the the next one is the uh, Curse of the Black Stag. I think it got five points cheaper. Um, it's no longer plus one armor, but you get plus one defensive skill. Plus one strength and plus one attack. It's nice. I mean, why why is it a light armor enchantment, though? It should be something else, like a helmet or whatever. Well, it's, Sylvan Elves can only have light armor. Yeah, but yeah, my, so, my, my, so basically, it's just completely useless that it says light armor enchantment. Yeah, I mean the the thing about it is this would be a nice like additional item to have in a character, but if it's your main armor enchantment, yeah, uh, what? Ugh. Well, you, I mean the Sylvan Elves have a weakness which is armor. Yeah. So it's it's understandable that you don't really get heavy armor, but your plus one defensive skill is like allowing you to avoid hits. That puts your characters at like defensive skill eight. So they'll be hitting on. They'll be hit by fives on by West Four. four. Exactly. Yeah. So it's nice, but it's when you charge as well. Yeah. It's it. Yeah. I mean, it's cheap. Forty points. Yeah, but it's you can't have anything else in arm in the armor category. Yeah. You, I mean, you could still take a can, like an artifact to give you a ward save. Yeah. yeah. So so the so if you take this, the most offensive kit you'll have is a five of ward save. Yeah. I, I think you have to take into account that right now in the game, that's the case for a lot of characters. Like, uh, it's not as readily available to get really good saves anymore if you don't have access to plate armor I, or anything I, like I that. I guess the, well, the if that dude's on a if that dude's on a on a great elk, he has a three up save, right? Yeah, with the shield. Exactly. Which is, which is you know, it's fine, I guess. I Defen- mean, defensive eight is gonna like. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like ghetto uh, distracting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, maybe. 
I'll, I'll give you a combo with this in a second. So, um... So did Banner of Deception get more or less expensive? I think it got slightly cheaper. That's weird. I mean, like, I, I felt like that was one of the best banners in the book. The Banner of Deception? So, but ten points more expensive. Ten points more expensive. So. Ah, okay, yeah, that makes sense. But uh, I'm, I'm not really sold by this. It's kind of... I like it, actually. Yeah? Yeah, uh, but, I mean, imagine you're playing a Death Star or something along those lines, right? I mean, you can really fuck up your opponent. Yeah, I've had this done to me. I feel like what you want to do that is when you have, uh, you know, like a block of the great weapon dudes or something, and you're able to basically, you know, say to your opponent that you can never know where this block is going to end up, basically. And, they, and that forces your opponent to deploy in a way where, you know, you don't know where this thing is going to be put down, basically. I, I feel like when I play people with a Death Star, I know where that Death Star is going to go down. I mean, maybe, maybe I don't know how it's the case in the in the Silver Nails book, but maybe if you have a unit in your army and your opponent only has one or two one thing to counter that unit, you yeah. can basically just move away from that unit. So you just put down this unit first with this banner as the first thing you yeah. drop, and then kind of like see where everything else goes. But you're also you're also giving away the first turn. Yeah, I mean that's. You are? Yeah, yeah, well, if you put it down first, then you give them an option to go to deploy everything, right? Yeah. So but yeah, but I mean, but by the same vein, you could deploy your whole army, and then they have to deploy, and then you could switch place. Oh yeah, event. true, true, true. So it works both ways. Also, I don't think that the whole going first is all that important these days. Yeah, true as well. Yeah. So I mean, especially 60, not for, for 60 points. Apps. 60 points. If you can make it work, um, I mean, this is like a banner for maybe the forest guardians or whatever they're yeah, called yeah forest guardians or rangers that's yeah. probably the only thing I think yeah maybe Kestrel Knights if you want to be no because they can bang out yeah. anyway so yeah. fuck around nah dude I've got, I've got you you put BSB Thicket Shepherd oh yeah there you go <laughs> <laughs> okay okay can he join 30 Drives yeah with two Matrox as well Harry, exactly <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so the BSB with thirty matriarch. No, thirty no, 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 that's not gonna work because it's the because it's the unit. So the you can redeploy oh, so, the BSB. Yeah, any characters joined in the unit must remain in the unit. Yeah, but it it refers to the unit itself in the beginning. Yeah, no, I, so I think it doesn't you work. Can, you can you can you can, yeah, you can redeploy your thicket, but you can't bring the drives with you because it oh, says yeah, the yeah, character sure goes along with the unit. It doesn't say the unit goes along with the character. Ah, uh, okay. So the unit but isn't, has to have it. But yeah. isn't when you join your character to a unit, I think they all are the same units in terms of the rules? Yeah, you're right. Mm. Yeah, because yeah, you're absolutely right. Because the only player may remove the bearer's unit. So, yeah, sure. Yeah, so it works. It works, because yeah. you actually do deploy the so unit So, 30 dryads, yeah. thicket shepherds, and then two dry matriarchs. See you on the other side of the table. <laughs> oh, that's pretty exciting. Yeah. I, I, I think we need Vanguard to check that, that is actually how that works, but if it does work, that is quite funny. I think, yeah. I think you're right, that is how it works. The, the way it's written is, that's absolutely how it works. If the, if the BSP can join yeah. it, then you can redeploy it. Yeah. And you can absolutely, because you can deploy the thicket piece in the end, so your opponent's not going to know which unit is going to redeploy it. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds good. Yeah, I, li I like it. You can yeah, fuck okay. around a lot with it. It sounds, it, it sounds fun. I'm yeah. not sure if it's like broken or game winning, but it sounds fun. Uh, 
It's probably too expensive, but but it is it's pretty cool. I would say. So the next one. Uh, the only thing that might be a problem is I don't know. Is the ticket shepherd allowed to buy magic banners? Oh yes, he is because he's a BSP. Does it have... Oh, it doesn't have to specify anymore. You just automatically can. Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. Cool. Awesome. We're just gonna have a quick look down on the thicket shepherd. How many <laughs> fucking character entries do these elves have? Okay, here, no, okay it's, it's... there we go. Yeah, battle standard bearer. I think I think in the battle standard bearer rules, you're allowed to buy a magic banner. Yeah, I'm just okay. some other. Are, are you? You're allowed to buy it out of your magic points equipment. Oh uh, yeah. Because otherwise, uh, no, otherwise you would have four or five or six banners. <laughs> but I, yeah, but I think you can. I think you can have four or five or six banners. There's no restriction. What? No, you can have or, two. No, you, you can, can have, have two. two. Yeah, but, two. Uh, no, okay. but but normally they're limited in points. No, not uh, okay. Yeah, they are. Oh, uh, yeah, they normally I'm are. Just right, go right. So he can actually have two banners. Yeah, he can have two banner deceptions, maybe. Okay, that's the idea. So he gets to have two banners. One of them being the deception banner, and then the other one being the yeah. That that if if the BSB can actually take banners as a rule otherwise it has to it can't because it hasn't yeah. got any magic points uh, well okay it says like this if an army has to include battlestar blah 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 if the mole has the option to buy special equipment it is allowed to purchase up okay. to two banners so, so it can't so uh, the thicker shepherd can't buy a magic banner ah uh, no okay so you have okay. a yeah. but but the combo still works on a regular bsb yeah yeah i theory. mean yeah you can you join elves to dryads no. Oh. no. That's a rule? Yeah, I think so. I think it's like forest spirit rule or something. Oh, they're otherworldly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay. Okay, so uh, back to the special equipment. The next yep. one is the predator pendant. The, I think this got slightly more expensive, 10 points. The bearer's unit gains devastating charge, distracting. Yeah, but I mean, they removed the condition, right? So now it's actually usable. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, yeah, it removed. I mean, it's now it's just a okay. So, so my problem with this is the Highborn Elf Navigator banner. Yeah, yeah, it's. Let, let me just check at the new pricing. I'm pretty sure it's around the same. Yeah. So I think I think we just have to accept that the Highborn Elves is you know definitely the best book in the game, and you know, <laughs> like it should probably what? be nerfed a little bit I've more. Heard, I've heard. I haven't actually seen it. For myself, this is going to be the last part of the show. The Hyo Forum is like <laughs> going up in flames. People are so the, the Highborn Elf banner is seventy five points, so fifteen points more, and you you get you get distracting if you charged or if you didn't charge. So first round of combat. The first round of combat. So for me, this is a little overcosted for what it does. Yeah, but I, I agree. I definitely like the change because now it's not conditional. Yeah. So it's it's something that I will consider taking now. Yeah. Before it wasn't, but I think it's still a little bit expensive. And I think you. Are could, there, sorry, go on. I think you could make the argument that it should like the condition should be the other way around that the predator pendant should give unconditional distracting first round of combat, and the high elf one should give devastating charge, distracting. Because yeah. if anything, the Silver Nails is is what needs like defensive tricks to stay alive. Yeah, well, they have I, no armor. I, they I, have I, literally no armor. My my interpretation of what they want to do with the Silver Nails, though, is that they're supposed to be kind of uh, aggressive list, right? Yeah. Like that's somewhat one of the themes. Whereas the Highborn Elves are supposed to be thematically more of a defensive army. Yeah, I I would agree with you. 
But, but uh, I think we just need to keep in mind, uh, I remember when we were at TEC uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, when we talked to Marco uh, Gelades, and he said basically that in general it takes you know three iterations for things without the design changes for something to get the right price. So maybe this will, you know, if it turns out it's too expensive, it will probably go down a little bit more. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Maybe it will go down 10, 5 points, something. But it's, it's okay, it's yeah. okay. I'm happy with this one still. I'm happy that it's like uh, more usable now, even if it's more expensive. But would you ever take this if you're taking Hunter's Honor anyway? Um, this could go on a, a wild huntsman unit, like a big, yeah, a big huntsman unit if you have 10 of them. Like they're pretty squishy, so you, you go in there with like a, a low defensive skill and you get dev you get distracting when you charge. I mean, it's also a fine choice for a BSB banner. Yeah. Yeah. You could, like, a solo BSB on a stack. Maybe you don't have the points for it, but... I mean, it's it's not really, a, like, a, it doesn't stand out, but maybe it could be applicable on some lists. Yeah, Blade I dancers. Agree. But they're already, like, if they want to survive, they can just dance. Like the limited Yeah, well, dance. okay, well, you're distracting a 3 plus war save. Yeah. Defensive 6. Yeah, I mean, you never. So you're never going to die, but you weren't going to die in the first place with three up ward. Depends how good you roll your wards. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's always a condition. Okay, so uh, that's most of the changes for those ones. Now we have the artifacts. So there's a, been a few changes here, mostly points changes. Um, yeah. The hail shot has changed to forest princes and chieftains only, which I think is fair enough. Uh, I guess you saw this a few times on wizards. Yeah. yeah, it seemed not worth it, considering you're never hitting, but I don't know. Yeah, it's a little bit cheaper as well, 70 points. So I, th I think this is this has got better, like, you you're, you pretty much want to take it on your Chieftain or your Prince anyway, and it's slightly cheaper, so that's good. Um, Horn of the Wild Hunt has, in my opinion, got a bit better. So before it was like you declared it on one unit before you charge, and then you got to reroll. But now it's uh, when you fail a charge roll with any unit within eight inches, you get to reroll it. I like it. Every list. Yeah. I would say this also is this is like my kind of item. This is really, it seems really cool. It's so good. I mean, if you have movement very high stuff, which you have, <laughs> and uh, you charge, so you put down two units of wild riders and something in between them with the horn. Yeah. And then you take all three things into the one unit. That's on either side. Yeah, you have a really good chance of getting uh, the charge off and kind of like folk like divide and conquer strategy. Well, you only get to reroll on one unit, and it's one use only. Yeah, yeah, but the f the fact is that you get to decide after you fail the charge, and you don't have to activate it. So you could just say you could like you know roll your charges, and you know the first one makes it in, the second doesn't, and then you're like, okay, do I want this one to make it in? Yeah. And you can reroll. Yeah, so it's it's I think it's still a little bit expensive. 60 points. It's like a mage item. Yeah, sure. So, it's a, it's okay. For me, like it. it's got better. I'm happy. Again, it's okay. Yep. So, the last one that's changed is the Glyph of Amaral. Before, this used to be... I think it was plus one ward save. And now it is 45 points. The bearer gains cannot be stomped. Okay. In, additionally, when fighting in a duel, the bearer gains plus three defensive skill. Solid. Uh, I think. So, is this good? I think it's good. Yeah, I like it also. 
I think you. So this is this is the shapeshifter glyph, yeah. right? Basically. Um, exactly. Yeah. So you put this on your shapeshifter, and then you also add the uh, the curse of the black stag, which gives you devastating charge plus one defense plus one strength plus one attack. Yeah. So the shapeshifter rocks in at defensive skill twelve. Yeah, you can go over 10 now. You can go over 10 now. Yeah, okay. so defensive skill 11. Yeah, it fits in a duel. Yeah, right. it, yeah, but I mean, assuming you're charging something which is like a. How, how many points of magic equipment can this guy take? 200. Okay. So you take both, and then you can also take like a weapon, let's say Hunter's Honor, which is. Distracting Spear. Okay. Uh. So okay. you can be defensive skill at 11, and if you do a wound, it's distracting. Okay, so you are literally a ninja. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> With a spear. So against some characters, this quite, might be quite tasty. I, d- I don't know. I think you have to do the math, but... I don't think people would see this guy coming. Cause... Can you enchant Silver Blades with main rulebook enchantments? Yes. Ooh. So what, what combo are you thinking about, Jack? I mean, just any of them are good. I mean, I, the, the issue with the spear or spirit of the world, whirlwind is you're only strength five. Yeah, true. Oh, you're strength six and the charge with the black stat, aren't you? I guess. Yeah. Strength six, AP four. So that means uh, you have, if you have a one up, you're on a five up. I mean, the only obviously the only issue is just you know getting shot off before you get there. But did he? Um, have, didn't he get a? But yeah. Oh, it was like back in the... hard target and plus one defense. Hard target plus one toughness, resilience. Oh, yeah, but back in the old days, you got like a four plus ages from this. Yeah, so you're not going to... Probably not going to have a ward save unless it's a five up. You could also take shielding bark. Oh, you can't say that if you take a stag. But you can take a five plus ages from the rule book. But the shapeshifter's on foot in any case. Yeah, but you can't be stopped. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's good, so he can take the bark, is my point. Yeah, yeah, but you can't take the bark if you're taking Curse of the Black Stag. Oh, right. That's kind of the combo, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, I think it might, you, you might be able to make a build which is actually viable. How, why not just take the, um, the armor piercing, like the shield breaker one? Because you're, you're AP2 base on the Lord. He is? Yeah. Okay. And then you get plus one AP for a spear. Plus one AP for the strength. Strength. So you're AP four. So you don't really need any more AP. AP four is enough. I was like thinking paired weapons and then like the the the. Like the shield, shield broker. Yeah. But Silver blades gives you plus one AP anyway. So then you're AP three. You you could also take um, touch of greatness to give you plus one strength, plus one AP. So that's AP4 again. Yeah, I see your point. So yeah. it's kind of a little bit of a waste for Silver Elf. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I'd be tempted by would be um, either uh, Blessed Inscriptions. Wait a sec. You can you can put Hero's Heart on Silver Blades, right? Yeah. And the AP stacks. Yeah. Yeah. So you get... <laughs> you get a lot a- of AP. AP. AP6? So he's... He's strength five, five AP six with. No, he gets one six more. Tax. Yeah, he gets AP as if he had strength seven. Right, because hero's heart is strength. It's AP as if you had AP three. Sh- yeah, but yeah. Does, but Wait. I'm not sure. I'm not sure it works like that. Yeah, yeah. Don't, 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 I don't think actually AP stacks on hero's heart. No, I think I it's think, three. I base. think it's set to three. Yeah. Ah, okay. 
But but there are what, combos. Yeah, what we're trying to say is there's there's a lot of things that you can maybe do with these items. It will people will work it out. You could also take Spirit of the Whirlwind, which is uh, pretty nice. So that's that gives them strength six on the charge. Lethal strike, magical attacks, six attacks, seven attacks with head weapons. Holy shit. Sylvan Blades, that's paired weapons, right? Yeah. Paired weapons with plus one AP. So that's AP three, strength six, lethal strike with... So these are... Five attacks. So that's a straight up better hero's heart? Because you get the yeah. same yeah, AP, yeah. but you can get the boosts and you get lethal strike. Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's good. So maybe that's the combo. There's lots of combos. <laughs> Yeah, I think it'll, it'll show itself, but yeah. I think we should move on. Yeah, I agree. So, in general, um, the the change in the items has been really positive. Uh, in my opinion, I think they've done a great job. they made it more fighty, which is good, rather than more avoidance. And that's, that's a bit boring for me. Um, the army organization, the Unseen Arrows, has changed to 30%, which I think it was 35 before. I don't know if you know, Jack. Uh, Unseen Arrows? Yeah. Was it 35 before? I think so, yeah. So it's gone down a little bit. So that's just reducing your uh, shooting category. But Sylvan Archers have come out of Unseen Arrows. Yeah, that was what I was scrolling to see if they yeah. were. So Sylvan Archers are no longer in Unseen Arrows. Okay, so now you can really do the shooting tent. Yeah, but you're... you're Except that you can only take... Yeah, yeah, with Sylvan Bows. Or do they all have silver? They bows? all have silver and bows. Ah, okay. So that's why it's there. Yeah. So some small, some other small changes. Uh, pretty much all of the mounts got a little bit cheaper. I think maybe the Eagle King went up in price, which is fair enough because it's really good. Um, the Forest Prince has now AP two base instead of AP one, which is also really good. What? Yeah, that's really cool. Uh, okay. But he's also gone down offensive skill. That's so fine. That's fine because you get plus one offensive skill when you take Sylvan Blades, which is what you're going to take mostly. That's amazing. But has he really? Because the offensive skill is not blue. Yeah, it, I, I'm looking at that as well, but uh, it used to be eight. Ah, okay. Okay. That's insane. AP2. That's really yeah. good. Yeah, that's really good. That's amazing. I mean yeah. that, yeah, so that that means that you actually don't need any of the. I mean, the uh, if okay, if if I'm being honest, this is because the two combat items don't have plus one AP built in. Okay. They don't? No, the plus one strength doesn't give you plus one AP. Ah, I so didn't see that. like I've been asking for plus one AP on these items, but if you if you have plus one AP on both items, then it would give you plus two net, whereas this way it only gives you plus one net, which is a bit bit fairer. But you can take Touch of Greatness, Silver Blades, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. So that's going to be... He's going to be AP4 then. Yeah. It's cheap, and it's good. Yeah. So re really like this change as well. Uh, again, more combat changes, which is really nice to see. It's good to see the Sylvan Elves in like more of like a guerrilla combat, like winning your fights in combat rather than just avoiding and shooting off your opponent. No one likes to play like that, in my opinion. Yeah. Definitely don't like to play against it. Yeah. So the next uh, change is to the druid. Um, you can no longer take witchcraft, which is maybe a little bit sad, but I think we've been compensated in other ways. Um, I really like the witchcraft. I played with it a few times. Did you ever play with it, Jack? 
no, not really. I think I only I couldn't see past divination on dryads because it's really good path generally. Because um, I mostly played like more tree spirits, like silver spirits. Um, so it's generally quite hard to fit a druid in there. Yeah. Because uh, where do you put it? Um, so it's not really going to fit me. I, th- I thought shadow path was cool, but yeah. Yeah. Same. So the there's other there's a couple more changes to the druids. Um, you can now take sylvan blades. I'm not sure if this is that useful. But having having here keep on time you're gonna need them, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you're if you're taking hero's heart, you're not taking other magic items. And you can't take armor, so you can't take death cheater or whatever the other one's called. So it's pretty it's pretty dicey if you're if you're gonna go for a combat wizard. I mean, I guess it's kind of going into shamanism a little bit, where you're getting the the scarification attribute off. Yeah, it's like master eagle king shamanism something something something. <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe. Isn't, isn't silver blades on the druid like for when you put it on a dragon? Well, yeah, yeah perhaps. Yeah, maybe. Two Arguably, three attacks. Whether or not you'd ever do that, so but if you did, okay, three, three why not? AP three. Yeah, still. Yeah, yeah. Uh, come, come, see, come, sir. The yeah. u- the unicorn has changed slightly. Um, no more magic res two. What? But now you get <laughs> plus one Aegis save. So your unicorn is very different to my unicorn. It's a, it's called a silver unicorn. And mine now. is called a something else unicorn now. <laughs> what kind of what kind of unicorn is it called? Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> you have to drink. Okay. I I mean to be to be honest, I feel like uh, this removing uh, the ages save is or sorry the magic resistance is something which might have been across more books because this happens and happened in the Undying Dynasties as well where. The Scorpions lost Magic Resistance 2 because it was basically like a legacy thing and uh, uh, there was no real reason to, for it being there. Yeah, yeah. I, I think this is the same. Um, the Unicorn hasn't really been used that much recently. Um, there was a guy that took it to a few tournaments but I don't think it has been that effective. So I think they just wanted to shake things up and see what where else they could go with it. Yeah. Uh, I I mean I like this. I think you can get now you can get a cheap war save on a unicorn and like run around solo casting spells and stuff. I yeah, it's, seems decent. Yeah, I think I think it's interesting. I'm not sure if it's good, but we'll see. I like the um, I like the druidism on a unicorn combination. Yeah. Uh, but only in only in the kingdom of Equitain sense because you can hide in units. And no, things. well, not so much that. More that you cannot you have an item that means that if you die you don't die anyway and you get a three of war save. Okay. For the turn. So, like, you will never lose your Druidism Wizard unless you kind of, like, fuck up. <laughs> so, if your opponent shoots at her, it's going to be great because then he's not shooting something else and she can heal herself. Uh, oh, my unicorn is called now a. Uh. Equiton unicorn, obviously. Oh. And, yeah, so that's. So, they're slightly different. Yeah, you still get Magic Rest too. I get Magic Rest and I give. Forest Strider and magical attacks to the unit that it's in. What? That's pretty cool. That's pretty good. Yeah. If, anyway, let's. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, if we're gonna get through all the books, I think we need to speed up this. Yeah. Still on. I think yeah. we're not gonna do all the books. To no. be fair. No, no, but like all the books we play. I think uh, yeah, this is gonna be. We're, we'll speed up a little bit now. So uh, Tree Five Ranging got a little bit cheaper, I assume, because it wasn't ever taken. Um, you can now take. 
any artifact you like for your wizard, but you can't take Dragonfire Gem. You can also now take Divination in its full form, rather than just the shit spells. So that makes it much better. Uh, that's a really good change. I mean, that's a concession for losing Witchcraft, and you can now take Divination in, uh, in full. Um, the Avatar of Nature has been uh, reduced in price, which is fantastic. Um, now makes it slightly more playable. wasn't really seen before. Um, it needed a reducing price, and now it has been. Dried so Ancient. Basically, a Tree Father Ancient, quickly, Henry. Yeah. Tree Father Ancient is like a shit vermin demon, right? Essentially now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's also half the price. And it can take well, mag magic items. Is it half the price? Can you add 265 points for Wizard's Master? Uh, no. <laughs> no, there we are. So, yeah, so the Tree Father Ancient is a shit vermin demon. But it can take magic items. True. So true. it's still Sorry, it's still really overcosted. Mm-hmm. Um, Avatar of Nature, as I said, a bit cheaper. Probably, probably still needs more reduction in price to make it worthwhile. I would reckon about five eighty is probably fairer. But we'll see. Um, it can also take an aspect of nature, which is probably going to be the rerolls hidden challenges. Um, Dryad Ancient has obviously got better from the the aspects of nature that it can now take. I think we're going to see this more often. It can also take divination in a, in its full aspect rather than just the two shit spells. So your wizard adept can choose from four spells instead of just taking a set two. I think this cool. is much better. It's also changed its name from Matriarch to Ancient, which something. Uh, the Thicket Shepherd, I think, has got a little bit more expensive. Um, it's added a special rule called a Shepherd and its Flock. This means that it can only join a unit without another Thicket Shepherd. So this is basically saying you can't Death Star up with more than one Thicket Shepherd in your Thicket Beast, which I think is completely fair. Uh, I think it's also a little bit fluffy as well, so I like this rule. Cool. I think um, when we get to Thicker Beast, you'll see why. Um, the mounts haven't changed. As we said, so, so we're going from core now. Um, I think the Forest Guard got slightly cheaper. The Sylvan Elves got slightly more expensive. But they do not count towards Unseen Arrows anymore. The Heath, Heath Ride has changed in, in that. Now the Spear Riders get Devastating Charge, plus some Strength, plus some AP, which I think is a good change. Um, before they were just simply like a fast scoring unit, now they can probably not do anything anyway. So, although it's a, it's a good change, it's, it's in my opinion it's not enough. If it was plus one attack as well, then maybe you, you maybe see these guys, but I still think they're rubbish. They count as having Lancers now, right? Light Lancers. Well, but the plus one strength also. Yeah, so basically it's giving them lances. Yeah. So but with an extra AP. Yeah, so it's AP three. Yeah, so strength five, AP three on the charge for 180 points. I think that's a good deal. It's in core. They have a four per save. Yeah, I mean, it's in core for 180 points. And they still have uh, lightning reflexes. I like it. I mean, I think they're good. If I, had, if I could take a unit like that, I would take you it. You take five or you take ten? You take five probably because you, then you can double them as a redirector 
Yeah, 180 is definitely cheap enough to be a redirector as well. It's in core. That's my. That's yeah. the point that I'm calling. And it's also movement nine. So I mean, I like it personally. I I I have the models for these, so I'll probably use them because they're quite nice. I have like the old school uh, fifth edition ones, but uh, I'm I'm not sold. I'm not sure that, that I would rather take dryads. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but you're gonna have both. The dryads are not gonna fool out the cores by themselves. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that it's a it's a really good change. Yeah, I like it. Super good change, but uh, uh, maybe not. Maybe they need. I think maybe elven cloaks as well to give them a free plus save. And then, then I will think about it. I mean, these are like they're still almost what? How many points cheaper than five? Uh, what are they called? Lancers. Yeah, they're two sixty. I mean, they, if they had the cloak, they would definitely be more expensive. Yeah, yeah true, true. If you put them up to two, two twenty or two hundred with a cloak, that's fine. Two sixty. So dryads, uh, we kind of talked about them before. They haven't changed in any way. Um, they're no longer fearless, but I think that's included in the forest sylvan spirit special rule. Um, yeah, we think they're really good now. Com compared when you combine them with the dried ancients and the yeah. aspects of nature. Absolutely. So I think we're going to see these in a lot of units, a lot of lists rather. So special uh, forest rangers have had a bit of a change. They used to have advanced six, but this didn't really combine with characters because when you put a character in there, they were still advanced five. So now you pay for Vanguard and plus one advance rate per model rather than just paying for Vanguard. I really like this change. I think now you're going to see blocks of forest rangers rather than no forest rangers. Or you're going to see small units of forest rangers with Vanguard and plus one advance rate. So you have these either small flanking units which are pretty tasty in combat, or you have like a one big unit with your characters in. I I like that unit overall. Yeah, they're quite cheap as well. Two twenty yeah. for for ten models. Yeah. Yeah, pretty good. Um, Thicker beasts. Now this is a big change. So they've changed from minimum three to minimum four, and maximum six. They've also gone up in price, and they've gone up one strength. So now strength five. So I think you're going to see a lot of these units, probably six models with a Thicket Shepherd in every list. They're expensive, but they're really strong. And when you combine it with the Hereditary spell, which gives them Stubborn, reroll ones to wound, and reroll sixes to hit. And yeah... It's a hard target, like soft cover as well. I think the I think this is going to be a solid staple unit in the Silver Knife Army moving forward. Yeah, and this it's, is and it's scoring. So yeah, also yeah, scoring. I, I mean, this is really before when they were only strength four. They were kind of a defensive uh, monstrous infantry unit, which was like a bit shit. But now, I mean, like strength four, five, and rest five, as well as an Aegis save, that's like a really elite monstrous infantry unit. And your, your fair is going to love to go into these. <laughs> With multiple units too, and divine yeah, attacks. Exactly. And also know that like the bodyguard is you don't like you can have the the thicket BSB and everything. And it's not yeah. going to be. I mean, it's still stubborn. Yeah, and it's a good place to have your BSB. Yeah. 
So yes, yeah, uh, Stalmer as well. That's a yeah. It's gonna be cool. Super super strong unit, but much more expensive now. Yeah, of course. They went up like fifty percent in price. Still, six of them is only five hundred and ninety-five points. Yeah. Sorry, five hundred and thirty-five points. Yeah, plus champion. Um, the next big change is for blade dancers. They've gone up in price, but they've gained a dance, which is plus one AP and lethal strike. So this is fucking amazing. So good. <laughs> it's so good. Like they've gone up a little bit in cost, and for me that's okay. Like I don't mind that too much. But this this dance is so good. It makes them like so much more versatile. Like plus one AP. That's AP free base and lethal strike. So you you can fight like high AP targets now, which is I think plus one attack is still maybe better. But it kind of gives you those uh, also against characters as well. I think with this dance gives you like if you get charged by a, a fighter character or if you've got no other option but to charge like a dread of manticore or something, then it gives you like a one like a hail mary chance to just roll a bunch of sixes, right? Yeah. And you you're also going to stand there if you're getting charged in a word and just do lots of wounds. Yeah, I mean you can fight cavalry right, quite effectively with this. Yeah. Because you'll be AP free with lethal strike. Yeah, it's uh, it's just I think it just makes them more versatile. Yeah, absolutely. So this the thing is, is the, the 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 dance is always like you always think of them on the unit, but also they're obviously affecting whatever character you have in there if at all. And like the dances on top of kit on characters can get a bit crazy. Yeah, yeah. so th this is going to be really good with blade dancer characters. So maybe yeah, maybe see some solo blade dancer characters or something like that. Well, I was just thinking that the the glyph, the non unstoppable glyph, actually starts to become pretty silly on a blade dancer character too. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. So huntsmen haven't changed, which is a shame. Would like to see some work on those guys, but maybe just a points reduction. Kestrel knights have changed slightly. Um, the, a lot of the community were asking for skirmishers on Kestrel Knights, or at least the option for it. And uh, we've been given it in the form of the longbow Kestrels have been given skirmishers. Whereas the the spear and shield Kestrel Knights have been given hard target and a shield. So that you have kind of two options now for fighty ones, which are in tight formation. And the shooty ones, which are in loose formation. I, I like this one. Um, again... They've also gone up in price a little. I don't know how you feel about this, Jack. You probably have a better opinion than me. Uh, I mean, everyone who's been running Sylvan Elves in the UK has been running like at least six. Yeah. At two times three or two times four. Uh, they've usually been giving them... So before you could give them all the kit, right? You could give them... No, you could either choose uh, longbows or or spear shield. Yeah, but in the old, the old, before this update, you could do both, right? No, no. Uh, I think it was either or. Okay, because a lot of them were giving them bows just because it was more versatile. Yeah. Um, but I think, I don't know, I feel now it's going to be hard target shield, just because the only reason you're really taking them is to get like weird counter charges. Yeah, I, I think so um, as well. Yeah. Cause just because you, you need the, that like extra model to get those extra attacks. 
So I, rec I reckon people are still going to be taking uh, Hard Target and Shield, but they're still really good. They're still super fast, super hard hitting. But I think I think they're yeah. more balanced now, though. Yeah, I mean, the, the only thing I always thought about them is how expensive they are for how squishy they actually are. Like, if you get one good round of shooting with a decent-sized archer, you're going to take almost the whole unit off. Yeah. You know, and that just worries me when they need 400 points for, like, three. They are they're also resi resistance four, so the high target and shield is kind of compiling a little bit better in defense. Oh, yeah, it does help. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, they are a bit scary. It's scary how expensive they are. Yeah. They are elves. The rest, of the, the rest of the book hasn't changed a lot, right? No, it's just, a, it's just points difference. Yeah. So I think overall, I really like these changes. It makes the the book less avoidancy and uh, less shooty and a bit more fighty, which I, I is something that I really, really am happy to see. I don't know how you feel about it in general. Yeah, I think the, I mean, the way I want to be wanting to play Silver Nails, which is obviously not the right way, is like very aggressive, all tree list. And I think the, the changes make that a lot stronger. Um, but I also think like a fighty, the, the way the item's been changed makes like a guerrilla style blade dancer fighty list pretty good too, I think. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's kind of how so I So I think that's cool. <clears throat> so Jack, maybe you want to go through the vampires? Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, so so we're expecting there to be like a a huge nerf, right? Because this was like they put the list of the tiers of armies, and there was one tier one, and there was only one army in there. <laughs> and it was vampires. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, VC has been universally agreed that it was probably by far the strongest book under 2.03. Uh, I, so it's quite funny in that we have a WhatsApp chat for the UK tournament community and uh, we have a load, of, we have people from all over the world in it. We've got um, a load of the Americans as well. And uh, Chris Mintz, who is the uh, American VC player who's played the Zombie Dragon really, really well at ETC. And I think he's scored highest points of any player at the ETC. Um, Something like 108 out of 120 or something ridiculous, or 118, I don't know, something insane. Um, but he's like crying that RVC oh, are destroyed now, unplayable, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Good reaction, customer. Oh, yeah, no, Cyber Nels reaction, I love it. Yeah, no, it is bollocks. Um, <laughs> I can go through very quickly the major changes that make a big difference. Um, <clears throat> the thing about VC, unlike a lot of the other books, is that there are there were several builds that were playable, um, and the two bloodlines I think have been getting the most use of on Karnstein and Lamia. Uh, Lamia, I think in Denmark, everyone will know, has been really good. Um, the major change they've made to that is in the Court of the Damned. Is that no? Is that what it's called still? Yeah. <clears throat> Um, so essentially they've made it slightly more expensive for the base value, which is you know, the Lamia bloodline mount. Um, they've made it slightly more expensive uh, base, and then you have to pay extra to make it get the Aegis save. Um, so if you're not a Lamian, you pay more for it. Uh, but then it's also just been nerfed full stop. So it used to be Advanced 8 and Swift Stride, uh, where now it's lost Swift Stride entirely, and it's only Advanced 4. So essentially, what this is going to do is 
when you have this character on this court, it's going to be like an eight, eight, 900-point character, right? Who's going to sit in a really fighty block, and you either can fight that block, maybe, or you really, really can't. That's how the game works. Yeah. If you can't fight it, you have to chaff that block, or you have to sit off it. When the character itself was movement 8 swift stride, or advanced 8 swift stride, it could just charge out and just solo units. Yeah. Now, that's a lot, lot more difficult. So I feel that what this change is going to do is make whether the VC player could... You could play as, your, as, the, as the opponent, you could play quite well and maybe get a small loss or even a small win. And the VC player could maybe make some mistakes and be going down small. When it was advanced 8 and swift stride, it could charge out and like completely change the game. Yeah. I think that, that makes it a lot more difficult now. So it's going to be much harder for the VC player to turn small wins into big wins. I mean, um, it's essentially, it's it's actually a war platform for real now. It's like yes, a, a normal yeah. war platform. Absolutely. Yeah, I really like this change. I think it makes it more balanced. Yeah, for sure. So it's it's a little bit more fair. It's less kind of swingy. <coughs> yeah. Um, just looking through it, there's basically the main army rules, nothing has been changed at all. Nothing's been tweaked there because there's actually no issues with that. The, the Reaper uh, the has issues. been changed. Reaper has been changed. Uh, only models on foot can do Reaper attacks. Um, so Spectral Hunters don't get them anymore, which doesn't matter because no one was taking them anyway. Uh, but we will come on to that in a second because that is kind of important. Uh, the Hereditary spell hasn't been changed, even though um, arguably that's where also some of the problems of how strong the book is comes from um but that has been kept the same uh bloodline changes really i think they've made von Karsten slightly cheaper um and stormcaller the power the hard target bubble power a little bit more expensive uh other than that the other changes are pretty much irrelevant really to bloodlines uh in my opinion yeah they're just uh, so yeah points tweaks here and there yeah. um the major changes they've made are uh, Reaper's Harvest has gone down 10 points, uh, which is the strength 10, AP 10, divine attacks uh, weapon versus versus your disciplines. It's like the Shrieking Horror Scream. Uh, it's got 10 points cheaper. doesn't really make that much difference. You still can't combo it with a 4-plus <coughs> Aegis, so that's that's basically what people are trying for. Um, I think True Thirst has got a bit cheaper, which is the uh, vampiric weapon. Uh, it wasn't being seen very much, so I guess that's why. Um... Eternity Gem has been changed. That's the one that gets makes you immune to lethal strike and multi wounds. Uh, not, I think that's gone down slightly in points. I think it was a hundred before. Now has it's it, has it changed that much? It hasn't changed at all. Okay. Um, they've just reworded the first wound you get an Aegis save against. Yeah. Uh, first wound you suffer, and uh, they've just reworded that so it's more clear. Okay. Um, so all the other items. No other changes really. No other changes. There's some tweaks in points, but I think that's it. Um, the biggest change is core has gone to 25%, unless you're running an army which does not have a bloodline. Uh, so you could have vampires, but they have to not be bloodlined. Um, so this, I quite like this change. Yeah, yeah I think it's kind of good. Um, I think if it's going to do two things for gone. Uh, no, I was just saying that I think this is something people don't consider when, when like, the book is really, really good. Usually that's because you can either spend your core points really effectively or you don't have to spend core points, which was probably the case before. Yeah, possibly. Um, although I think it's not going to be as big a problem as, as it was maybe first seen. Um, yeah, it's... 
but I think that I foresee two issues though is that either it's going to make people build really really blocky boring lists um, which are very infantry heavy and just have so many bodies in them that it's just going to turn into very passive boring games or the other other side is you just buy a lot of chaff out of core um, and then a lot of armies just won't have enough tools to get rid of all those so in a way it might have unintended consequences there but um, I'm not sure because VC really doesn't have core units that can fight on their own like unlike like sphere elves or dryads or whatever just doesn't really have units that do that um they have to be babysat by other by other by characters or it, other things to make them better it's only 225 points more yep so that's like one unit of wolves or well one, it's one unit of bats it's, or it's two units of bat swarms okay which is what i'm gonna do <laughs> uh I'll get onto that in a second, but um, I'll just go through the characters very quickly. Vampires have got five points more expensive. I don't know why. Um, the zombie dragon, I think, has got cheaper because 385 seems kind of cheap. Um, yeah. Everything else has got slightly more expensive, I think. It's really cheap. In the for the zombie dragon. Yeah, but it's because the vampire itself is already 330. Yeah, true. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Vampire Quarter has not been changed at all, apart from some tweaks for mount prices. Uh, the Necromancer hasn't been changed at all either. Uh, the Cadaver Wagon has got a lot more expensive, so it used to be 250 as a single unit and as a mount, so why... and now it's 400 as a single unit and 380 wow. as a mount. Why is it so wow. much yeah, more expensive? Um, I think it was because it was seen as too good. Um, whereas now we'll get onto the changes of it as a unit type now, and it's really, I don't think it's worth the points they're, they're priced at at all. Okay, well, um, we'll, we'll get there when we get there, right? Yeah, we'll get to, basically, yeah, the, the price has changed for that. And the Monsters Revenant, the mount that no one's ever used, apart from in some obscure Polish lists, I think, um, has, uh, is a mount for Wizard Master. Barracking has not been changed at all. Feral Wraith has got a lot cheaper. Because um, you didn't see them very much. Uh, 125 points is actually, I think, a really good price now. Like, really worth taking. Um, and the really funky change is you can mount them on a monstrous revenant. Is that like good in any way? Um, I don't think it's good, but you do get still. You lose your three plus ages against mundane attacks, so but you five, still five keep up. your five plus. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I don't think it's good, but it's quite funny because um, you can take a weapon enchant as well. So you could be like rolling around with a bunch of attacks at AP ten. I think it's kind of funny. Yeah. Um, I don't think I'd ever take it. Uh, probably not good enough, but it's quite a cool change. Uh, yeah. Banshees the same price. I think they're. I think personally, I think they're solid. Uh, I mean, the only reason you take these two characters is because they cause terror, and terror is a really underrated rule. Um, so I think they're worth taking. Um, yeah, Mount Irrelevant. So core has remained exactly the same for zombies and skeletons. No changes there. Ghouls. Uh, the only thing they've changed is the maximum amount of vanguard ghouls you can take in a Shrugoi army. Because I think there were some lists that were abusing that a little bit. Like with <laughs> two blocks. Like I, th I think I've seen some blocks with like two times 30 vanguard across the table. Which got a little bit crazy. Um... Bat swarms used to be 120 for two, and now they've dropped to 105 for two uh, bases. It's pretty cheap. Uh, it's really cheap. Uh, they're still advanced six and for flying and March 12, 
because they get distracting and minus one weapon skill when you're base to base, if you put them one by two, so one wide, two deep, there's a surprising amount of infantry that can't kill them in one round. Yeah, I, I've uh, found this as well. Even elves. Yeah, it's like one attack elite elves, for example, like um, line guard. Yeah, it's really struggle. Um, so units like that, even like I think chosen knights and uh, knights of the sun griffin, on average dice don't kill them. Just because their defensive skill is three, so anything with yeah. their weapon skill four is hitting you on fives. Yep. Oh. Um, so yeah, they they I think they hold against chosen knights and knights of the sun griffin to the front, which is pretty funny. <laughs> uh, but it, it makes them really good for 105 points for sure. I mean, flying chaff is amazing. Um, so die walls. If you buy eight of them, they go into core, which obviously I think a lot of people's core is going to be one major block of one of the three infantry, uh, zombies, skeletons, or ghouls, and most of the rest will be filled out with some combination of chaff. I would, in my opinion, I think is strong. Um, so, for example, my list, obviously it's written for the old version, but updated would probably be something like Skeleton Block, 2 times 8 Wolves, 2, two or 3 Insta Bat Swarms, and a Zombie Bunker, I and mean, probably that's core. Um, and that's, like, you've got th 3 or 4 or 5 units of chaff, and it's just, if you need to use them, you use them, and if you don't, use hide them and keep the points. That's just the way you have to play it, I guess. Um... Barragard, I don't know if they've got more expensive or cheaper. Um, but I they think it's uh, cheaper, okay. actually. It might be. Uh, I based this off the fact that there were people on the Undyne forum whining about them getting cheaper. So. <laughs> uh, yes, they have. They've got, they've got 15 points cheaper for the first 15, um, and then I guess a little bit more expensive for the next ones. Ah, okay. Um, oh, yeah. I think they're trying, I mean, I guess you could try and push for MSU ones, but they're not as good as the UD ones, because they have two attacks. Yeah, I don't I don't see why you would do that in a sense. No. no, I agree. So no worries um, there. No major change there that's interesting. Uh, Baronites look like they've got a bit cheaper as well for the first five. Um, I've seen some people take them as darts, so I guess for like scoring darts, I guess you could do that. I don't really see it that strong. Um, Ghasts, points, tweaks, but no other changes. Um, great bats are the same price, so there's no change there. They are, in my opinion, the best chaff in the entire game. Apart from harpies. Mm, no, they're even better than harpies. Why? Because great, great bats can't panic. Fair enough. Yeah. And yeah, they skirmish anyway. They fly nine, which is insane. The same as harpies, but they can't panic. Um, and that is the ultimate thing you want out of chaff. If you put it somewhere, you need to stay there until your next turn. Yeah. I, um, think, I think the crazy thing about harpies is the fact that they fight decently as well. Yeah, I suppose that's true. Um, but yeah, I think, I think great bets for 90 points is pretty pretty solid. Yeah, you can't really go wrong there. Um, the cadaver wagon. Now this is the bone of contention because I used to love it. I thought it was really funny um, because now you can give necromancers light armor. You can give them an armor enchant, uh, which meant that if you put a necromancer on a cadaver wagon, you could have like a three three up armor save, four up regen uh, wagon in the front rank of a unit. So it actually was quite hard to kill. Um, now at three eighty points for a mount of four hundred on its own, seems pretty steep. Um, Tickets have changed the rule, so it used to be every friendly unit within six inches gets plus one regen, or what's now called fortitude. Uh, and if you were in range of two, 
you got plus two fortitude, so it's for five plus. Um, and if you already had fortitude, the maximum you could go to was four plus. Now, uh, rank and file models only, so not characters, within six get fortitude six or plus one fortitude. Uh, no, just fortitude six up. So it doesn't stack. No, it does stack if you read a little bit long down, but it's, yeah. it's worded really weirdly. So, yeah, you get plus, you get fortitude six up if, if you're rank and file nearby. Or your ghast, you get fortitude four plus because they already have six, uh, five plus. Or, or additionally, if you're rank and file uh, from core, you get fortitude plus one to five plus for the first round of combat. Um, so this essentially, really essentially, yeah. you don't. You, there's no point buying two anymore because um, they don't stack with each other. But core units get five plus fortitude, essentially in round one of combat. But not, but only core units. So not Barragard, uh anything like that. You don't. You and, don't get five plus. You only get plus one. Uh, yes, but you. But you get a six plus fortitude from being in range of one, uh, okay. and then additionally, you get plus one again in the first round if you're core. Okay. So one cadaver wagon gives you plus two fortitude for the first round of combat, essentially, if you're a core unit. That's that's okay. I guess it's strong, but it's four hundred points, and it do now doesn't affect uh, shrieking horrors. Yeah. So shrieking horrors now are only get a six up fortitude save. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think they've kind of killed off Big Dave Take Extreme Horrors as a viable choice now. In, I think. Um, Court of the Damned. So it's the the mount that you can take on its own, uh, not been changed at all apart from the advance rate and Swift Stride as we talked about. Um, Ultravan Death is the other one that's been changed massively because it was mega broken before, like <laughs> so completely broken. You used to love um, this one. Oh, it's hilarious, but it's just silly. Um, so it used to have an 18-inch firing mode, so you could shoot 18 inches, um, D6 plus 2 hits, that were always strength 10 number, but AP2 every turn, uh, which basically meant that it would always contribute even a little bit at the start of the game. So, like, if it killed off, like, one scout in, or, like, a vanguarding wound off a chaff unit or something in turn 1, it still contributed, like, it still done something... I mean, an AP2 strength 1, it still could, like, chip a wound off a knight or something. Like, it's all handy. Whereas now, uh, it's lost that entirely, and it's only kept the 12-inch firing method. So it can hit... It still does the same thing as before, so it can still hit um, all targets, even if they're not in the front arc, and even if they're engaged in close combat. So it's still silly. It still breaks a lot of rules, um, but it's only range 12, so it really won't have an effect on the game for the first two or three turns of the game. Uh, it's also gained a Pentagram of Pain as a bound spell from occultism. Uh, so basically, the idea, I guess, in theory, is that you push it into the middle of your opponent's army towards the end of the game, and then just bubble out loads of damage from its shooting attack and the bound spell. It's pretty cool. It is quite cool. It's more fluffy, I guess. It's yeah. got 25 points more expensive, even though it objectively has just got worse. But it was too good before, so it's hard to sort of tell if that's right or not. I guess they'll get it right um, in future editions. Yeah. Um, in my opinion, Pentagram of Pain from a bound spell is a really, really, really bad use of 
paradise in a vampire covenant manifest. <laughs> yeah, because you, you um, don't want to attack your own trap. Yeah, there's so many other things you could use that are better. But uh, uh, like, with, if Pentagon of Pain is a bond spell, can you use the uh, like single version as well, or is it only the bubble? Uh, I don't know. I think it's the whatever the small. It'd be whatever the lowest version. Because I because I think you can you can have like either a single magic missile, right? Or or you can have the bubble thing. Oh yeah, no, you're right. So it's only the um, it only does the single target. Oh okay. Well, so that's twenty point range shot. Actually, yeah, you're right. So it's it's actually different. So it's just okay. a little mini, mini magic missile. Yeah. Um, but you can do the amplified version, so you can get a wound back if you do wounds with it, if you sacrifice people. Okay, so you can sacrifice people with bounce spell. Okay, that's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, I don't see why not. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I like, I like, yeah, it. So I I like the change, that, actually. That's actually make, makes it, I mean, maybe not, like, good, good, but it's at least a little bit more useful. Yeah, I still, I still just think using two dice out of your magic phase for that spell yeah, is really know. not as good as either healing or snipes or magic moves. I, I would or, say that's if you need to clear chaff, basically. Yeah, it's, it's difficult, but I think it's just not a good use of dice. Um, the Dark Coach has been changed, so it's been given one extra health point and Finally. one less resilience. <laughs> oh. So it's now it's now health point five, but only resilience five. For mm. uh, no points change. So it's exactly the same apart from that. It was so good. It was, it kind of needed an extra health point, but at the yeah. cost of a resistance. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not sure. The extra health point synergizes better with stubborn, if you're going von Karnstein. Because it means if you take a wound, one wound, you can still lose by three and not die, or by six and not die, essentially, because you're stubborn, yeah. which is kind of cool. Um, but yeah, I. I mean, a lot of people still like this unit, but it's 430 points. I think it you kind of have expensive. to build build your army around it. A bit. What what exactly does it does these days? It does. It, it so, means that you you get everything within six inches gain autonomous, autonomous, and that's kind of the gist of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's also just like a super fighty like, wagon. Like it kicks yeah. out a load of AP uh, two AP ten attacks, a load of vampire attacks. Does it impact hits? Like um, I don't know. Right? Roll. Just yeah. ages four plus. It's kind yeah, of it's, it's really unique, right? I mean, mm. I I kind of like this in the MMU build, with maybe uh, like a cavalry character vampire, who yeah. kind of mm -hmm. might want to run off by himself. The vampires can do that anyway. And what? Sorry, because they're vampiric, they can do that anyway. Yeah, no, my point is like normally your general, if he's on a on a mount, he's gonna be in the black knights or something yeah, else, sure. and then they're gonna run off and do something, and you're gonna lose the ability to march with the rest of yeah, the army. Yeah, good point. And this is where this fits in quite well. Yeah, I guess if you're running a black yeah, knight plus with some infantry, then yeah. you can bring so, this along so, with the infantry. So, so they can kind of slug up with that, and then it's still pretty fighty. It doesn't necessarily need to charge. I mean, it does. The impact hits are nice, but that's not really what's going to do it, is it? No. Yeah, um, I guess you're right. I think, I think you're right, you've got to build your army around it a bit. Yeah. But 430 um, points is not the end of the world. No. And I would rather uh, have the extra wound. It's and... also out of special. Yes, so, also true. Does that... um, yeah. okay. So the suffering category, which is all of the ghosts and wraiths category, uh, the phantom hosts, I think, 
slightly more expensive for the first two. Yeah, probably. Um, they've still got the two plus ages against mundane attacks, which is still kind of fun. Um, they just do what they do. If you, I, I think they are a bit of a. I think they're hard to justify because you have so much chaff anyway and tarpits. I don't see why you take these really. Yeah, just take the zombies instead. Take zombies. Yep. You, spend your points on actually killing stuff. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, uh, which on to wraiths. Actually killing stuff. Uh, wraiths are the same points for the first five, but a bit more expensive for the next few. I like the uh, wraiths. I mean, both as a big unit, as a small unit. Not only, I mean, the terror, like you said, is so good. I mean, on the flank, and they're fast. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think tens are good. Um, like, I wouldn't ever go smaller than eights, probably. They, uh, they combo so well with the magic. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Particularly witchcraft for magic, for easy raven's wing and stuff. Yeah. Um, so the biggest change to one of the units that I didn't really expect to see was Spectral Hunters. They've now lost Reaper, because obviously they're mounted models. Um, they're still great open flaming attacks, and like, they're still ghosts, so they've still got all the ages saves. But they, the first five are only 180 points That's now. That's fucking inexpensive. That's, <laughs> that's what I said. Really cheap. And I was like, they don't do Reaper attacks, but they still cause terror. And I'm just like, are they worth taking? Like, they are kind of cool. I like um, them. For that price tag? Yeah, right? And they have flaming attacks. You need You don't know what else is 180 points, uh, Henry? Do two Five three, three, riders? Yeah, that's <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. I would... Right. Yeah. yeah, true, true. I like it. Um, and you can actually fit two times ten wraiths and five of those in your... Ca- in your suffering category so you can actually get all of it um just as just as like uh like ages three plus chat it's pretty good yeah i mean they're still ap10 right so presumably or not oh yeah they are yeah so yeah uh it's just difficult to use because if you you've got to fight things and you can't reaper them so you've actually got to push them into things and they're still great open so they still could easily just get wiped before they swing um, it's all about the, the ages save, right? You you can just put them in front of chosen chosen knights, and be like, okay, charge me. If I have <laughs> come at me, bro. Yeah, if I have yeah. any, if like if I roll well for my ages save, you're gonna take a lot of wounds. Yep, for sure. I mean, it's even kind of funky for like manticore lords and stuff. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, like they're scary. Um, yeah, so my favorite unit in the entire game, the shrieking horror, my signature move. <laughs> uh, has, has got a massive buff. Uh, it's got ten points cheaper. Hey. <laughs> um, I, I don't know why. I, I, I assume this is just going to account for not being able to buff its regen save anymore. So ten points cheaper. Obviously. You should maybe say fortitude now. Uh, yeah, probably should say fortitude. Um, but yeah, it hasn't been changed at all. But ten points cheaper for whatever reason. Uh, Vampire Knights are the same. Winged Reapers have had a points tweak, but are not any different. Uh, they already lost Autonomous at like an earlier update, uh, which is why you don't see them as much, I guess. Um, Varkalax, I think I got a bit cheaper. Yeah, they have. Um, oh. Because you didn't see them very much, I still don't really rate them. Well, I still remember facing a list with four Varkalax in it. It was... Uh... <laughs> Or or maybe free, I guess, because you can't have four. But uh, but you I was pretty crazy. You used to be able to have four in the uh, the first beta. 
Ah, okay. Then maybe I maybe it was four. That was very weird to play against and difficult. Well, the best story about Mortal Varklax I've ever heard is a guy. I think he's a newer player, and he charges a fair, like a a, big, a deep block, but it doesn't have a lot of like doesn't do a lot of damage. Just has a lot of static risk. He charges three Varklax into the front of it. Kind of flubs quite badly. Doesn't take any wounds back, but then just loses by four. And they all just pop. <laughs> nice. It's like a thousand points. Uh, horrible. That's yeah. like the, you know, lesson is like Vampire 101. Don't moldy charge shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not in the front, at least. Yeah. Uh, Vampire Spawn, which are what I'm taking eight of to Arascon, as we talked about earlier, uh, got a little bit more expensive, well, I think uh, quite a lot more expensive, for additional models after the first three. Um, so now up to 78 points and I think they were quite a lot less than that before because um, they are pretty silly in big units um, so, I still so, quite love those darts but. so how come uh, they're so good in big units compared to darts? Um, I think it's just because you put one buff spell on and they have so many high quality battle focus attacks that oh, okay. get a lot more value out of a buff spell sure. um, also it's just the fly, which is amazing, and there's yeah, fly nine. Fly nine. Um, yeah, like nothing's fly nine anymore, which is which isn't chaff, to be honest. This is exactly. must be one of the few units. They also call um, fear, which is nice. Yeah, they're autonomous because they're vampiric. Um, but yeah, basically, you put this unit on a hill, and just like you know, roll super long charges, and your opponent has to respect you because if seven or eight of them make it in, then you're going to take half a unit, whatever it is, away with you. So it's like a it's like a cheaper version of my chariot star, basically. Yeah, uh, and I mean it still heals D three as well. Oh. Um, D three plus one if you're a necromancer, which is not zero. I mean it's still um, you know it's like a modular cast, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So, um, in general... so yeah, overall the changes, uh, sort of everything has been touched a bit. Um, in particular, the court of the damned has been changed a lot. Um, I think that maybe that was because of a cause build. Yeah. Um, but honestly, like a lot of other builds are now opened up. Like people are not going to have to. Like I wasn't running Barrowguard, and I was still doing like placing top tens at, at tournaments in the UK. Um, people are taking Barrowguard, doing very well. Um, people are still taking night buses and not doing terribly. Like. You know, there's still lots of things you can do that's fun and strong. Um, so this main update really just changed Lamia, but honestly, because it was the most broken. How, how do you how do you feel uh, in general? The like the external and internal balance of the book is after the update. Um, I think I think Lamia as a bloodline is now hasn't actually I mean nothing actually been changed in it specifically. Um, so I think you'll still see Lamian lists. Uh, people would still sing the Shrugoi lists because they're solid. Um, and Von Karsan lists are good because they synergize with Wraiths for the bigger uh, inspiring presence range or commanding presence range. Um, so you see at least those three. I think Nosferatu is still not not that good compared yeah. to the others. It's not bad, it's just compared to the others, it's not very good. It's never so really internally, good. you're not going to see that much. Um, so that's the main issue. I think the really cool thing they've done because of the core 
uh, change. If you can, you can take twenty percent core only if you don't have a bloodline. I think you might see some lists that don't have vampires in to take advantage of that. Yeah, just like a necromancer list. Yeah, like my list for tech had no vampires in it. Okay. Um, so it was August banshees, horrors, and like magic. So I think maybe you might see that a bit, um, but. It means you've got to make hard choices about what you want to get out of the list, really. Fair enough. Uh, so it's, it's interesting. So uh, now you've got your coffee, do you want to talk about the Kingdom of Equitain changes? So yeah. May I suggest we have a short break? Because yes. my glass is, is dry and empty. <laughs> we'll uh, come back after the break and we'll talk some Kingdom of Equitain and if we're feeling perky enough, uh, some Hyper Nose. To Amazon Podcast, episode thirty-three, we have uh, Christopher in the house, and he's going to take us through the Kingdom of Equitine. Yes, and there aren't a lot of changes, although uh, some of them are significant. Otherwise, it's mostly points adjustments and very small changes. Um, Knights Aspirant is what they're called now are uh, back in their former glory. Uh, in a sense, in that they can now, if they, if you only have uh, Knights Aspirin in the unit, you get to reroll your failed charge rolls, which is nice. You also gain frenzy while engaged in combat, so you can't be baited, which is really nice. I don't really, I mean, the frenzy part really only applies then for the pursuit oh, and the Uron, and also immune to psych is nice on the ship seven unit. Uh, they've lost the additional strength when they charge, so no, they only have regular lances now, although they're back up to defensive weapon skill 3, which is basically the one change for them. I think that's quite a fair change. Yeah, it's I like quite him. Fluff, quite fluffy as well. I like him. Uh, a minor change, or massive, depending on how you look at it, is that the minimum unit size is now down to 5 instead of minimum 6, which I like because... I mean, I saw always saw their role as kind of like chaff clearing, yeah, which they're really great at, and so like it's a also, heavy chaff. It's clearing. also quite fluffy as well, like the uh, the young knights taking care of like the small stuff, and yeah. then the the older knights actually fighting. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, this is like the gayest hereditary spell name, Breath of the Lady. Ever. <laughs> it's basically just a blowjob. Which, <laughs> uh, it is super good on knights overall, yeah. so um, really good. but that's a different story. That's Might went name. up 10 points, otherwise unchanged. The big change is Renown, which is the heroic killing blow uh, of Yonder. 
which is now no more does it ignore special saves on sixes to wound but you gain lethal strike instead which is massively better seeing as you ignore half the special saves out there with that in the first place as well as armor so that's a massive buff it's oh. only ward saves now it's only ward saves that work now ages saves ages saves yeah and it went up 10 points fair trade fair trade valor went down 10 points audacity went down five points so basically relevant stuff here uh the weapons are unchanged except for Tristan's resolve which went up five points i don't know why you would ever use the weapon i think personally it's shit but that's just my opinion uh because it's a challenge weapon that doesn't allow you to kill your opponent so that's kind of weird uh crusader salvation which is the grumrill helm which is probably one of the best it's got to be the best armor enchantment in the game because it allows you for a, it gives you a one-up rerollable and a ward save. So that went up ten points. Uh, sorry, could could you explain to me why is it dominant? It's because On armor enchantment. It's because there is another armor enchantment uh, further down, which would be fucking bent if you could have both of those in the same character. But, but wait, could you take two armor enchantments? You can take one on your shield and one on your armor. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know this. Okay, carry on. So, so that's why you can't do that. But uh, so the build that I told you about, like the one up, one up, yeah. four up, like, you can't do that. Okay, fortunately, I was going okay. to say. <laughs> yeah, uh, a big change is the Fortress of Faith, which was deemed game breaking before, where it was kind of yeah. like everyone was forced forced to attack your it model. Was fucking broken as fuck. Yeah. Uh, me personally, I thought it was just. I never played it because I thought it was a bullshit, and it didn't really kind of. It didn't appeal to me, so I'm glad they changed that. Now the new one basically means that you have, you've gotten a blowjob all the time, uh, seeing as you get to constant blowjobs. And I think this is massive. This is a huge boost uh, because it's shield enchantment. So it's it like a flashlight attached to the bottom of your shield. Oh yes, <laughs> you know it. Uh, so builds I see with this is the fortress of faith and then either you know crusader salvation which is great in, by itself but you don't really need it what, you cannot, what does the new fortress of faith do it just gives you reroll ones to hit in close combat and reroll to wounds of one in close combat and reroll natural armor saves of one <laughs> but the thing about the oh, thing that's amazing that's brilliant that's amazing yeah especially if you combine it with like the might one which is like the lethal strike and her well, uh, the renowned one yeah, yeah. That, this one is going to be in so every good. single list i reckon so good. but it's it's the most this is like a fucking blowjob from but, from like a whore that can suck a golf ball for a hose pipe <laughs> this is amazing <laughs> Uh, the oh. the build I envision it being used in is in combination with a hippogriff, hippopotamus, whatever it's called. Uh, <laughs> That's something else. <laughs> uh, so sixty like points. Hippopotamus. So what what you basically get you're is not you, getting blow drop from a hippopotamus. You though. get that would just be painful. You get the you get the fortress of faith for sixty points, and then you get the ghostly guard for forty points. So you're on a one up save with questing bow and renown. So you now have a model with a lot of damage output. It's a it's a it's a big tank, and then you put on the Black Knight's tablet so that you will never ever lose him. Uh, that seems pretty strong for me. The Faith of Percival uh, went up in price by ten points, which is which is completely fair, seeing as it's now a shield enchantment, and you gain plus one ages, and divine attacks don't work basically. So you have a true 4-up 
like no matter what. So that's kind of, I mean, this is going to be great on your BSB or supporting second fighting character. Or there, there's a, there's there are certain builds out there. I, can, I mean, the Crusader Salvation is probably still going to be in every list. But I mean, you can do different things uh, if you want to. I, I really like this item. Yeah, it's great. It's also quite fluffy. Uh, it does prevent you from having a one-up save, which is fair. You can't take it on towering presence, which is also fair. Youth's uh, conviction, fifty-five points. You gain plus one armor. It's a heavy armor enchantment, and I mean, I didn't personally use it before because it was too situational. It's only really yeah. useful against. Uh, I'm not sure about this. I mean, it's useful against war machines, but even then, it's not that useful. And I don't know what actually has generic armor penetration six. Yeah, it's like a, a character with shield breaker. I think. I, th I think you're putting this on either your hippogriff character or your Pegasus character. But I have so many other things I would rather put on it before I would put that one on it. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure about this. I don't like it. I've never used it, and I will never use it. It's a bit expensive. Yeah. Uh, small points changes the crystal of the valiant charge got changed a little bit it's probably worth it hard to use but probably worth it it can fuck up your opponent's uh, magic phase and boost your own but it's hard to use uh, small points changes otherwise otherwise it's just mostly points changes um, some things went up some things went down generally the questing oath is, is uh, went up uh, a little bit, which is fair. It's massively better than the Grail Oath for some reason. <laughs> um, you, it's because you can have a, a shield with your great weapon. It's, it doesn't do just that. It allows you to have a shield on a great weapon, but the great weapon is also a spear. You gain plus one to hit against fear, and you gain plus two to charge fear, and uh. you are immune to fear. So, so you get tons and tons of rules. Basically. You get a lot of rules. Fear, basically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, fair causes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Equitan Unicorn. Yeah, that's the that's the change. The Unicorn changed. Uh, the Pegasus dropped in price, but I'm still not going to bring it because if I bring a Pegasus Wizard, um, that means that I want to bring a lot of Peg Knights, and I can't do that because she counts to the category, so that's kind of... that doesn't work unless I'm building, like, one unit. And even then, she they don't have... I mean, it doesn't work. Like, take it out of the flying category, you know, yeah, because the otherwise it shouldn't count. Yeah, because otherwise it's just not going to work. Because you can't have enough Pegasus Knights, and she's going to go in the front rank. Yeah. So I mean, you're. Uh, yeah, I don't like it. Uh, but the unicorn is kind of cool. Uh, gives you Strider and Strider Forest to the unit that she's in, as well as magical attacks. That might count, count, uh, catch some people out. Yeah, um, it's good. It's definitely worth it. Uh, especially on the questing knights because against fear courses they're going to be movement 10 and the unicorn is actually movement 10 so it can keep up uh, which is pretty cool generally speaking I really like the unicorn uh, the magic rest 2 is massively underrated especially now with a generic change to the either banner which is now 25 points for magic resistance 1 that stacks so with a unicorn and an either banner, either banner, you have magic resistance three on your grail knight, on your death star, on death star, whatever. Uh, a small change, but probably for some people really big, is that the Pegasus can now no longer be be upgraded to a fifty by fifty base. So fuck you guys who spent time converting your base yet again. 
to the ninth age people, you need to stop changing base sizes because you are fucking everyone over when you're changing uh, base sizes. Because those why, who, why was it on a fifty before? It was on a forty by forty with the pos with the option to be upgraded to a fifty by fifty. Why would you want it on a fifty by fifty? So that it fits the base print of your other cavalry units. But you shouldn't have a Pegasus joining a cavalry unit. I don't really care about that, but the thing is, you don't like. It's just so annoying. Also, with the unicorn base change that it went down. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm the same. I have to rebase. My it's unicorn. so fucking frustrating, and with your ancient dragon base yeah. size changing, and with the yeah. with the common throne, whatever it's yeah. called. So, so basically, I'm, I'm gonna give you guys like a really hot tip of what I resolved this issue. Is that I just don't give a fuck and I play my stuff on wrong base sizes. As long as the front facing is the right base size, then uh, it's fine. Yeah. And as long as you don't tell people, usually it's it's okay. <laughs> and I agree with that completely. So, but it's yeah, just so, it's so like so... I wear giants on like a proper giant base, which is fifty times seventy five. But in the Undying Dynasties book, it's fifty times fifty. <sighs> but my moles won't fit on those bases, and I just haven't changed them, and nobody's complained. I mean, this is just one of the things that really bugs me because yeah. changing unit types is completely fine. If you're making but, them bigger, it's it's kind of almost acceptable. Yeah, bigger is fine because you can convert yeah, your way out of it. Yeah. But making bases smaller is just a big fat it's fuck you to to everyone who cares about modeling. Yeah. And I yeah. know that from rules design's perspective, it might be worth it, and from game tweaks and whatnot. But please take into account that this is a miniature game. This is not a board game. And for those of yeah, us, I, I, I mean, like, I, I would definitely agree. Like, I, I don't, I have no sympathy for like Warriors of the Dark Arts player players who whine that their mounts got changed from a fifty times fifty to a fifty times seventy five. I mean, that's totally fine. So you just like just make glue this a base, base the back. Yeah, yeah can... or, or you just like make it slightly larger and mold some more rocks. I mean, like, who gives a fuck? But but like making something from fifty times fifty to forty times forty is that's, that's like, like literally you have to buy a new base. You have to. You have to get a new base, and you have to fuck over your model. Which yeah. I mean, I don't like my my uh, for instance, my um, raging heroes models are made yeah. out of resin, and they're super fragile. Yeah. So yeah. if I start like picking them apart, it's yeah. I mean, first of all, it's not going to look as good as I mean, it's just annoying as hell. Um, but that was a bit of a yeah, rant. Tangent, tangent. <laughs> tangent rant. Yeah. Uh, I've already talked about the aspirant. Nice. Yeah. Otherwise, peasants went up ten points, which was completely fair because I have no idea why you, you get thirty you for one hundred and seventy-five. <laughs> I mean, what? Most of my Bretonian, thirty. Most of my Breton, most of my Bretonian lists don't even have knights in them because it's not worth it in my opinion. But that's just me. That's like two and a half points a model. Also, notice that helmets are one point per model. Oh, so thirty with halberds and musicians are now three hundred. Sorry, two hundred and uh, twenty-five, which is an amazing deal. Two hundred twenty-five because for thirty with halberds. Yeah, exactly. That's crazy. I don't think you can get that better in any book because hey, the... Henry, you know it's one hundred eighty points. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. As I, as I said, Heathride is a fucking waste of points. Yeah, well, probably. <laughs> so would you rather have five Heathriders with shrink five AP three on the charge, or thirty peasant levy? <laughs> well, as it happens, if you scroll down, fifteen archers. 
Yeah, but the uh, arches, the arches of, uh, in my opinion, I mean, there was a trick before where you would take uh, crossbows and skirmish, 20 with skirmish and crossbows, because then you can shoot in every rank and you would be really narrow and it's easy to pull off. And you save the points on the musician, so it's almost the same as just having them regular. Uh, the problem with that is that you can't do it anymore, first of all. And uh, in my opinion, they dropped slightly in points. I don't have light armor anymore. I mean, the thing, her. yeah, uh, who cares? The thing really is about the peasants, general, the peasant bowmen, is that they're, they're okay-ish if you have 90 of them. <laughs> but if you have like, 15 to 30, they're useless. Yeah. You're paying uh, 330 points for a unit that does five wounds on toughness, three models. Yeah. Are you taking crossbows? Yeah. So I I don't like them in any case because if you look at Empire, if I take a unit of, uh, I think it's somewhere along the lines of the light infantry of handguns. Yeah, the light infantry that shoots in three ranks that has plus one to hit on all ranges and can stand and shoot and doesn't get any minuses. And but also, I mean, yeah, you kind I'm, of you kind of look at it like in the strengths and weaknesses, like the Equitain are not supposed to be good at shooting; they're supposed to be good at charging shit. Yeah. Whereas the the Empire Sonsol. They're supposed to be good at shooting. Yeah, I mean, the, the peasant bowmen are definitely not good they're at cheap. shooting. They're not cheap for what they are. I'd yeah. rather have 30 levy than I'd have oh, yeah, 15 yeah, sure, so, sure. So, yeah, yeah, sure. So, I mean, that's... I think really... It's more of a molding consideration, I would say. If you if you want to have some bowmen like that you made, then, then these are, are... I mean, they're not completely terrible, but they're not good. I think they could be reduced in price a little bit, maybe. I don't know. I, I would much rather see the models per army limited to 50, and then 50 of them being useful. Yeah. How would yeah, you, how would you make them useful? I would allow them to shoot with every rank that they have. They can volley fire. Yeah, but that's only that forces you to be eight wide still. Okay. And that's fi that's fine for the twenty four of them, but it's still twenty four shots. And you can't move, so twenty four shots hitting on fives against everything. They do have flaming arrows, which is sometimes relevant, yeah. but not that often. So. Generally speaking, I don't like the state of shooting units generally in court. I don't think they're usually worth the points. I mean, what about high elf archers? Seems super expensive. I take them. You take 10? I mean... I don't think they're the best choice. I mean, the difference is that those archers actually hit quite well. They're uh, also slower. Like, whereas these don't. I think if you do the math, the peasant bowmen are better at shooting. I mean, I've tried them for, for a couple of games now, and I've found them, com despite them having great matchups, I've found them completely underwhelming. I mean, if, you, if you're taking these, wouldn't you go for the crossbows, though? Because then they actually become threatening, because strength 4 is like a big difference to strength 3. Yeah, I, I agree, you could absolutely, but then you are still kind of, you are, as a human army, your leadership is already a challenge as it is, and the crossbows yeah. can only ever fire in two ranks. So unless you're taking multiple units of 15, which still takes up a, quite a lot of space, I mean... Yeah, sure, sure. It's hard they're, to, they're not the best choice. They're definitely not. I think it's ridiculous that there, there would have to be a restriction of 0 to 100 models on any units in it's, any list. It's a legacy restriction from when the, uh, from when the, the, the cross, what's it called, the reliquary was super good. Yeah. And people would really, uh, because the problem was that the regular knights is kind of like a delivery system for your characters, generally speaking. Yeah. Uh, so in core, people would just take peasants, and I'm still reverting to doing that. I don't think the core knights are worth it under any circumstances. Uh, but that's an entirely different discussion. So Not even with the uh, banner? 
Uh, with the oh, banner, yes. they're worth it, uh, but they get very expensive. It's a 750 slash 700, like 800 points unit. Okay. So special. Yeah. Uh, nice of the quests. Got. I actually don't know if they got cheaper or whatever. I mean, I don't personally. No, no real change. No real change. Personally, I don't like them. Fallons, they're pretty good, unchanged. Grail Knights. Uh, Lost the, divine attacks. Yeah, on the mounts. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> so that was that was a kind. Of, that so was the, a, the horses are no longer blessed by the lady. No. So they. I mean, personally, also nice for the grail. I mean, eighty-four points for a one wound model. I mean, I'm not taking these guys. Some people are. Um, I mean, yeah. The green so knight. Just, just a just a small tangent if you if you don't like questing knights and you don't like grail knights what are you taking in the list i'm taking characters and pegasus knights persons for the rest okay i mean if you don't like knights why are you playing this army <laughs> uh i mean the the pegasus knights are so strong yeah they are okay. insane and the characters are amazing for the points i mean they're not vampires but they're almost as good as vampires and they don't quite they don't cost quite as much because oh, no, you, absolutely. Yeah, I agree because you can stack a million special rules on them and they are so difficult to beat down also with druidism although that's gotten nerfed now um, they were really really hard to take out the green knight went up in price by I think he was 360 before he's 375 now um, however you don't need to discard all your veil tokens to place him uh, I think he is a super strong Still choice. Really good. Um, personally, I have very difficult to deal with. I haven't played him that much, but I think I should because he's kind of like an extra character outside of characters. So that's the thing about him. I think it's solid. Five attacks, strength uh, six. Yeah, I mean he's he's great overall. Uh, Outriders went up by five points. Relevant. Same important note though. The green knight now is deployed at the start of your movement phase, whereas before it was at the start of before the issue. Yeah, because before it was the start of your player turn. Oh, so then you could move. No, it wasn't that. But the problem was before what you could do was uh, put him towards the back of a lance, and then when you charge a unit, deliberately. Um, deliberately block your own wheel so that your opponent's unit has to wheel towards you, and then it means you get a different overrun. Yeah, yeah, but um, wasn't you can't this, do that anymore. Wasn't that changed uh, in between yeah. patches? I yeah. think yeah, that, was, that was changed before was. this. Yeah, okay. but I, I, yeah, I remember that. Maybe in the, the zero, like two oh three or something. Yeah. Oh, okay, it's changed before then. But yeah, okay, fair enough. So keep going with the changes. Outriders. Elementary. Let me let me ask you something. If you're deployed at the start of your movement phase, can you charge and suddenly you show up? No, because there's a char the charging Char phase. The comes charge phase. Oh right, okay. Because I was like, can I? Did I miss that entirely? But, <laughs> yeah, no. that's why. Yeah. yeah. Uh, brigands, I think, went down in points. Still never taking them, but never mind. Uh, Peasant Crusaders. This is the most confused unit I've ever seen. Uh, it's a unit that doesn't kill anything that has charge bonuses, but it's designed to be an anvil. 
<laughs> it's like, it's like impetuous, we're all in charges. Devastating charge, plus one attack. But it's an infantry unit. With strength three and defensive weapon skill two. And bodyguard sacred reliquary. I mean, I have no idea what goes on <laughs> what, here. What are they trying to do with this? I have no idea. I have literally no idea. This does you can not... have ped weapons, great. Yeah, this, this has no role in any army. At least I don't think so. I mean... If I mean, you want, it's bodyguard sacred reliquary. That's that's it, right? That's yeah. Uh, and so the sacred reliquary, if we look at that, gives also impetuous. It's also impetuous. So the fuckers get to reroll charges. Whoop to do. Um, does impact hits. It's strength does, three. It does strength three impact hits. Why? What? And you get fight nature rank with your strength three weapon school shit dudes, which is obviously, and you get an extra arm. So it's a unit that charges, but it's designed to be a. A, 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 an anvil because plus one armor yeah Ugh, okay so okay. nothing makes sense uh, in the eternal balance section of this and I've, I'm I'm seriously doubting I would ever take these almost as, because I would rather have regular peasants with halberds than this are these cheaper though? no three points more expensive and come out as special yeah. they, they do yeah. have an extra offensive weapon skill which matters for shit yeah, so, so there's shit, let's move on. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, War Machines, uh, Trebuchet went down in points, five points. I still think it's garbage, 280 points for something that's super confused. It's okay. Uh, I mean, it's... it's, it's War Machine. I'm, 280 points for, for a War Machine in a non-shooting army is kind of, I guess, difficult to justify. I would never. T I've tried games with it. The you, thing is, you've been taking the scorpions, right? I've taken the scorpions because they shot down single characters pretty nicely, like pretty yeah. handedly. Uh, ghostly guard characters usually. Div like, Divination also helps you reroll to wounds. Uh, reroll to, to hit. Sorry. Yeah, you, like that's a good combo on the trebuchet. Um, but I still don't think it's worth it because even if you do hit, you're investing your magic phase yeah. and your shooting phase for something that might do something yeah yeah so i don't like it uh pegasus knights got five points less expensive and i think i'm not sure but the vanguard and skirmisher upgrades went down a little bit in price so this is like the, the why like, would you take skirmisher uh because it's minus one to hit the shooting but you're in a wider formation so you don't get as many attacks when you charge i mean if you go six models and then three by three you still get to attack most things yeah. Yeah, you do. I guess it depends what you're charging. If you're charging the flank of something, then it's a bit different. No, it's the same, almost, because it's basically 40 millimeters yeah. plus half an inch on either side. Yeah, that's not that much, actually. No. So, so it's definitely worth uh, worth it for the skirmisher upgrade, for the minus one to hit, if you want to spend the points on it. I mean, Pegasus Knights is why I play uh, King of Equitain, along with the characters. So uh, overall, I like the changes, except I really hope that they would take the damsel, the flying damsel, out of the flying category. Yeah. Or at least give uh, adepts the ability to fly in Pegasi. Yeah. Because then it wouldn't be quite as taxing on the category. So I have a question for you. Um, I I spend zero time on the Kingdom of Equitane forum. However, some information has filtered down to me from other forums. That there's a lot of rage and wine on the Kingdom of Equitain forum. Yeah. Like, why would you say that this? Why would you say that they're unhappy with the book? Okay, so basically, the people who want to play knights don't think the knights kill enough. Yeah. And I 100% agree. Yeah. 
but the trouble about it is it's kind of like a snowballing effect because if you give the knights too much and it's, then it becomes kind of like a click win solution yeah. where you just mindlessly charge things and break them and your opponent can't really do anything about it. Okay. So, so how do you balance like the like you're supposed to win on the charges but if you win on every charge against every unit yeah. it kind of gets yeah. op yeah. so and uh, i mean it's what, what would be what would be a fix that you could suggest if 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 you can think of something off the top of your head uh i th i don't know i i actually i've given up i mean i'm i've always said that what you need to do is have different units so you're not so relying yeah. on on you know the one thing like i've always been a firm advocate of like people really rage whenever you say angels, but <laughs> any kind of flying monsters infantry style unit yeah. uh, that does something like that because Pegasus Knights have the weakness that they're super bad against elves usually because elves strike before them uh, yeah. and so they can't really stand up to something like twenty four uh, twenty four sword masters or twenty four sword masters or twenty four what are they called like dread judges dread judges yeah stupid name as well yeah but so. Um, I mean, I, I don't know. It's just, and Grail Knights are, Grail Knights are great, but, but like a unit of nine with, with command is, eight, is 850 points. But uh, I, think, I think that's kind of like the price tag that you pay for like a pretty nasty combat unit nowadays. Like tw yeah. 24 elves, like combat elves is about the same price. 800? Yeah. I, I feel like, I feel like yeah. my, my opinion on yeah. the Queen King of Extend forum whining is kind of the, the same issue you have when you go to the Highborn Elves or something is that the community wants something, but it's not really willing to lose anything. So I think what we saw when I think it was two point like zero point two was about to drop, and they started to um, put out the spoilers. Uh, they they you know they put out all these nerves for the characters, and my impression of it at least, not being on the inside, but like looking from the outside, was that. You know, they nerfed the characters in order to buff the cavalry, so the cavalry would actually be good. But then, like, the amount of whining was, you know, like, rivers and rivers <laughs> and rivers. So they just reversed all the decisions. And I feel like that's the problem. Like, you can't have the characters be as good as they are if you want your cavalry to be better than it is. Because then you'll have, as you say, this kind of snowball effect. Yeah, you just have yeah. good cavalry units with good characters, and you just run over people. Yeah. But... I mean, so in the end, you're gonna have to make some choices about what you actually like want the list to be. Same. I think uh, a good example of something that works really well is the rule that they gave the aspirants, is the as they've had for a while, is the ability to reroll charges, because yeah. that's a lot. That's a, if you don't have any characters in the unit, mind you. So that's one of the things that really allows you to play the cavalry style. Yeah. Uh, without it more reliable. It, without it spiraling out of control yeah. with the characters. You, you don't get your like devastating charge anymore, but you're more likely to get the charge. Yeah, exactly. And so yeah. that's one of the things that I think should be generally looked for. Yeah. And the, um, me personally, I'm more than willing to throw the lance formation out the window if it if it means that you can play on some of the more classic parameters just saying that you can have maybe cheap cavalry with character support that doesn't also break all the ranks in the world yeah because what people are yeah. usually arguing for in the bretonian or in the kingdom of Team forum is that the knights aren't killing enough which yeah. is true i mean if you fight your weapon skill four initiative four on the charge with right with a with a knight of the knight of the realm which cost 48 points one strength six attack if your opponent has parry then the unit will more than often lose on the charge yeah so i mean they're tanky
But then again, they're not that tanky. They, I mean, it's in a weird spot. The Pegasus Knights are great. The characters are great. Uh, the peasants are great. The rest is meh, in my opinion. Okay, so interesting. I, I, I don't really know what to compare it to because I think it's like it, it is like it's supposed to be a knight army, but then the knights are not. Well, I mean, I've I've seen I've I since I recently sold my uh, King of Explain army, and before that, I was kind of always keeping an eye on the forum, just like to see if I wanted to play this army. And the big debate that always seems to be come up there is the fact that, I mean, it's supposed to be a knight army, but a knight army is not really just knights; it's still infantry and knights, and that's the big like disconnect. The community, a lot of community wants it to be pure knights, but then. The design direction they want is to have some kind of combined arms uh, force, so yeah, it's kind of hard to reconcile. Yeah, I, I kind of think that there should be there should be some combined arms in element in the list. We, I, I think this is like one of those army books which is not really gonna be completely fixed in that regard until they have their, their full army book rework. But when that happens, people are gonna have to expect that it's gonna change a lot. Like it's not gonna be the same at all. And, and, you know, the suggestions, in my opinion, for some of the new units is basically more of the same. Like, then they yeah, want Black is... Knights, which are kind of, I like, I saw on the suggestion in the scroll. Uh, yeah, that was, like, something I came up with. With, with Monstrous Infantry? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sure, uh, it's different. I don't, I'm not sure they should be on 40mm bases, but, you know, some, I mean, w that, that could work, but the suggestions is basically, well, I'm still going to do, I'm still, like... So Empire can do a lot of different stuff, right? That's yeah. also one of their strengths. Yeah. But they do different stuff really well. Like the specialized Kingdom of Equitain cavalry army does work if you have someone who's really skilled at piloting it. Yeah. And if you kind of hit the good matchups, if you're facing off against an alchemy slash war machine army or God forbid it, something in between, uh, you know, ranked, messed ranks of... Uh, of elite infantry, dwarves or yeah, like. dwarfs, something like that. Anything that you can't break. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I think what I'd like to do is go through the Hive One Elf book, but it's getting a little oh. bit late. So uh, the main event. So um, I want to go through it really briefly, but uh, I know Casimir, you're loving the Hive One Elf. Uh, I, I'd like to just start this off with with just a, a quote, uh, and I'm gonna name this person by name because. People on the high air forums are ridiculous, and they deserve to be put out there. So this guy, Jesus Christ! So this guy named uh, Evanarion. He he's like uh, he said he starts off his post, and we don't need any real really the whole thing. But it says after reading the spoilers for other armies, I am the on the verge of tears. <laughs> that's, like, that's like let's just start off this with that. So we so we know that people are crying, and uh, now let's talk about what's changed. Physically crying. Yeah, this is crying. So, um, I really like the new High One Elf book. I thought that the changes that they made were relatively, relatively good. Um, we'll go through real quick. So, in general, it was better. So, Hereditary Spell, this has had come under so much fucking <laughs> bullshit in the last, like, two or three months. Okay, it got like ridiculously nerfed. It was like stupidly, stupidly nerfed. Like everyone, even, even Gladys said said that it was handled badly when we had him on the podcast on episode thirty one. Um, so now it's been reduced in casting value by one. Woo! 
changes so everything. I, I think this is a significant change. Okay. I think this makes this spell playable if if you're running a master. Yeah. I wouldn't I would never take the spell on an apprentice wizard or a... But but what how does it Because you go from ten to nine. That doesn't change the percentage if you are rolling so three dice is still risky. Yeah, but if you're a master it's an eight. No. Yeah, it's that's a, a thing. Why because is that? you reduce all the casting values by one because you're high one Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay, yeah, and that's massive then. That, and that that makes it significant. Yeah. So then you can like reliably three dice it. Well, semi reliably three dice it. Yeah. If you're yeah, rolling like, sheep it, dice, it's a reliable three dice. But then, it, then it's a miscast every time. <laughs> So I mean, eight, eight on three dice is, is probably around eighty-ish uh, percent. I'm, I'm looking it up right now, or something like that. So I I think it's it's now it's now a spell I would consider taking on a master, but I wouldn't be taking this on my BSB. Um, but apart from that, I like now it's now it's kind of in the realms of reality that we can actually start talking about it. Before it wasn't. But but it's a small change, but it's a significant change. Rolling an eight on three dice is eighty three percent point so percent. Eighty three percent to cast for a master, and I think that's fair. That's fine. And it's relatively relatively good spell. We'll see. We'll see. It's it's kind of work in progress. Um, it's a change that's needed. Uh, Lion's fur also changed that you can now take it with Dragonforged armor. Okay. The fuck. Okay. It doesn't really make that much difference. Uh, yes it does. Why? Get 2 plus ages against flaming and ages 6 plus outside of magic points of arms. But, uh, like, great. <laughs> I think it's great. You, you have to take the, uh, the thingy, the lion guard guy to take it. Oh, but you can't, so in that case, can you even take the dragon armor? Yeah. Okay. But... But, yeah, it's it's very. I, I think I think that's definitely worth it. I mean, that's a buff by any standard. Sure, it's it's okay. It's a nice thing. Uh, Master of Cranberry Tower. I think it went up in price. Um, you no longer get to raise a model when you cast the Oaken Throne. Yeah, the the attribute spell no yeah. is no longer cast when you cast the Oaken Throne. So so, so why why is this? So okay, basically before. Um, you cast the oaken when you cast oaken throne. You because the spell gets cast before the attribute, you would get to raise a model. Yeah. Ah, okay. So it's like a small nerf. It's a but, big but nerf. So, so if you're a normal yeah. druidism wizard, this is like it still works like that, but yeah, not yeah. for this specific guy. No, yeah. no, 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 no. It works like this for everyone. It says specifically now in the in the path that the attribute is not cast when you cast oaken ah, throne. Ah, okay. okay. So you don't even get to heal wounds anymore. So that's a massive nerf. Yeah, so so this is not the specific nerf for the highborn elves. No, this no. is just a general uh, druidism. Oh nerf, yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So oaken throne is purely purely to get the increase, yeah. the improved spells, yeah, so, rather than healing. Yeah. Which is pretty reasonable. I, would I think say. that I think that's a fair buff. Debuff. Debuff. Fair enough. Because it was really strong before. Fleet officer. This is fucking bullshit. <laughs> like, okay, so so again, we need to preface this with, with quotes from the Hibernal Elf forum. So <laughs> somebody said that the change to the fleet offer, uh, officer is the absolutely biggest nerf in the history of the <laughs> age. And, so so now, what actually was changed? So uh, uh, 
I, I don't really remember what it was before because no one ever used it. It's like the re yeah you could reform reform when you get charged so, in the slam. So now it's changed to for ninety points. Cool. When rolling to determine which player chooses their deployment zone, add plus one if they're one or more fleet officers. So you can't even get two and get plus two. <laughs> if you would want to do that. for one hundred and eighty points. <laughs> And then all models with martial discipline within the model's range rally around the flag or commanding presence. Also have their panic test subject to minimise roll. That's quite a good. Uh, yeah. For so, 90 so points. For 90 points. <laughs> I, mean, I don't even I want plus it. one to choose who chooses deployment zone. I want minus I one. I don't want, yeah, I want exactly. to choose so, who, de- who deploys first. So, so, like, to, to defend the Hybrid Health Forum, the whole the whole point of, of saying this is the biggest nerf ever is the fact that when you choose deployment zone, you don't get to choose to drop your army first to go first or second. So, yeah, really. in that sense, it's a nerf. But from my like from my outside perspective, uh, Hybrid Health doesn't seem like an army where you want to drop everything because you have all these really mobile units. So you could just put one unit down at a time and kind of see where your opponent goes. Okay, goes. This, this is like a really, really interesting discussion. Um, I've been playing my Dragon D-Mage list with, uh, it's like D-Mage. I get it, I get it now. Yeah. I've gotten it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, gotten. <laughs> so D-Mage on the Dragon. Yes. Um, and all the shooting and stuff. And I find that I want to go second, but yeah. I win more games when I go first. Ooh, what a game. Like I, I actually, I actually find against pretty much every matchup, it's better to just put my army down and go first and get uh, the first round of shooting in yeah. and magic in rather than taking the second turn and getting my dragon down to half wounds. Yeah, that's my point. When the moment you start including shooting in your army is the point where you want to drop it all just to get just to get those first shots. Yeah, I I still think that's the uh, that's the best way to go. And getting plus one to my roll to choose deployment zone is <laughs> counterintuitive. I'm, I'm paying for this. Yeah, and also it's kind of it's kind of weird because if you have a fleet officer like in a fluff sense, you'll have yeah. a lot of sea guys, yeah. which is a shooting unit. Yeah. So you want to go first? <laughs> so, okay, like, what this should be, they should say, Fleet Officer, the model gains hard target. Like, it's really good on a Sky Sloop because you get plus two to hit when you're shooting with your Sky Reaper. If you're on a great a Giant Eagle or a Griffin, it's, like... Yeah, why? Why, so, why, why, is, the, why is the Griffin... Okay, it's, okay, it's a Griffin. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. so give, give this hard target, and then, then it makes Eagle and Griffin character viable. Job done. Next one, High Warden of the Flame. Now, this this is gonna be people will fucking cry about this. People will High Warden Elf players are gonna be shedding silver tears and collecting them in a vial and selling them as unicorn tears because this is this is like quite a big nerve. But I think it's completely justified, completely justified because. This combined with the spear guy was fucking rape before. So now you can't do that. You can't take a shield, so no more Willow's Ward for like a 1 plus armor save. Um, You can still still take the spear, but you're not going to have as good armor save. And you always have flaming attacks. So this gives it a lot more hard counters, but also, conversely, a lot more combinations. Combined with alchemy, um, combined with... uh, 
that's pretty much it combined with alchemy it, it did get it did drop from 140 to 150 yeah so it's cheaper i think this is a completely justifiable change it's still usable but it has a lot more counters now yeah. so were the fleming attacks optional before no, yeah. you just didn't have. You had actually yeah. uh, magical and divine attacks, but divine attacks. Yeah, but was okay. You also gave you permanent, permanent, permanent flaming attacks. Yeah, that you can't choose to turn off no. is a humongous nerf. Yeah, I agree, but I think it's uh, it's justifiable. I think it but, should be a little cheaper. In fairness, I, in fairness, I mean there are still a lot of characters out there that rely on the region. So yeah. it's going to be like 50, it's going to be like against the one-up rerollable characters it's going to be garbage because they usually have a dragon bane gem. Yeah. But against the region characters it's going to be super strong cuz he can just beat them up. So I don't I don't necessarily agree that it's just a straight up no. Yeah, I think it's so, like 50-50, right? Yeah, exactly. It's matchup dependent. Yeah. So, so something you should keep in mind is the Dragonfire game did not change, but the Basalt Infusion went from a 2 plus ages against Flaming to 3 plus ages. So Ooh, that's significant. Yeah, it is actually. So so right now it's basically a Dragonfire gem is a hard counter, and the other one is of course very good, but it, I wouldn't say it's as insanely good as no, before. No, you're right. Yeah, some characters will have a 4 up ages anyway, yeah. so it's not that yeah. much difference. I mean, for me, I think the fact that you can't get a shield is is really good because otherwise, this this like you take this kind of non magic item thing to get a. F I think we lost Casimir. Cheap item. It's, oh, he's back. It's, just like, <laughs> it's too too much. That's gonna sound really cool on the yeah. podcast. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's a nerf, but it's it's a justifiable nerf. And it did drop in points. Yeah. So it's different. Yeah. yeah. So Royal Huntsman uh, got a little bit cheaper, and uh, the Lion's Fur now combines with the uh, Dragon Armor, Dragon Forged Armor. I think that that one is pretty underrated, especially now that you can have Dragon Forged Armor as well as a Dragon Fur, and you just pay 60 points for Valiant, and you gain two against large cavalry and gigantic. Yeah. I uh, think... I think that's solid for an infantry character. For yeah. 60 points. Yeah, yeah. I've, uh, I've been using... I used this one at Battle of Copenhagen. Yeah. For my BSP. How did you do? Um, actually really well. He didn't die in any game. Exactly. Because he becomes a tank. Yeah. Right? Triple Sam's over it easy. Yeah. Uh, protection of Dorak combined with the Lion Fur gives you a tuple save and defensive skill 8 on a BSP. For pretty cheap, and you can also fit in a flaming banner. And he's still uniquely killy against big things. Yeah, I think you're going to see more royal huntsmen and less uh, high warden of the flame. Whereas before, you saw no royal huntsmen and many high wardens of the flame. So I think the internal balance is improving here. So that's only a good thing. Yeah. So uh, next is the order of the fiery heart. Um, the base honor got more expensive, which I think is fair by five points. Small but fair. Who cares? Um, the dragons got ten points cheaper, so. Hey. So yeah, can't complain. Nice. Uh, Nova Flare got cheaper. That's big because I were now you can have. You can might you can now make a build with the what is it? I can't remember. What, there was a build where you were just five or ten points short. Okay. Uh, I think it's the one of rerollable with the reroll to wound armor or something like that along those lines. 
Okay. Uh, I know before that you could you could get like a pretty nice reroll to wound character with a one plus rerollable save. No, not rerollable. No, to wound. sorry, uh, the Nova Flare with the one plus rerollable save. He, he had like no, not yeah, but then he would have what basal infusion. Yeah, basalt infusion and uh, dusk stone. Yeah, dusk something. Or dusk shield. Yeah, and then the Nova Flare. But uh, yeah, I can't, I can't remember. It's okay. So uh, the main changes for the special equipment are the Demon's Bane. Um, that got 20 points cheaper. Um, and gives you plus two armor against magical attacks. So that's pretty good. Actually. And you can take it on gigantic models. But does that make it... Is yeah. it like a gr the griffin could take yeah, it, I guess? Yeah, so the, no. the griffin can yeah. take it. But it's kind of like a inverted ghostly guard. Yeah, but it's 20 points. Yeah. yeah. Don't see why you would, but it's if if you're not gonna take any other armor enchantment, and you have twenty points left, <laughs> that's the only time you're gonna take this. Like literally, take this fucking item out of this book and give us yeah, something it's, better. I don't know. This I is mean, like a waste of space. I yeah. don't know. It could be for character killing. For instance, there's a lot of magical weapons out there. We'll see. We'll know. see. We'll see. I'm not. I'm not sold. No, I can. So the biggest one is. Uh, the... I predict that no one will take the item ever. Yeah. yeah. The big. The biggest one yeah. is is the ring of the pearl throne or the pearl necklace, as it might be called in other podcasts. <laughs> pearl necklace. <laughs> um. This is this is better. So basically, you choose a piece of special equipment or rune. And that does not work for the rest of the game. For the if you're in base contact, you choose one. So let's say, let's say the pharaoh. You no longer have the weapon. God slayer. Yeah. Oh, that don't is, make me sad, Henry. Don't make me sad. That is really expensive and yeah. hard to pull off. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I don't know. Like I I, I it, mean I understand why you can't take this on a gigantic mall. But at the same time, I, I have a hard time seeing when you want this on a non-gigantic yeah. model. I think yeah. I think it, need, I it needs to be allowed on a gigantic model for yes. it to work. Otherwise, yeah. otherwise it's still fucking shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. Why why do you keep putting this item in the book? Yeah. It's never getting used unless you can use it on a dragon. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I I think the in general the ninth edge like design people are still too afraid of dragons in like you know as a thing, and they're so extremely careful with whatever you could take on it. And I mean, so just th this sometimes. this item was broken once upon a time when I won that tournament with my dragon, and back then it was every single magic item within six inches <laughs> can, doesn't work, yeah. and you cannot cast spells if you're within six inches. <laughs> And it was a hundred points, and that was fucking broken. So they stopped it. But in this version of the game, that only would be three hundred and seventy-five points. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So this this should be allowed to be taken on a dragon, and then it's fine. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I don't put it on a griffin. Is Yay! Griffin? Yay! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so the other big change was the war banner of Rhymer. Now, I need to take part responsibility for this, because this was a change that I suggested. 
direct your heat mail to Henry. Yeah, I so direct, the, direct, your, uh, direct your tears of rage to uh, amatimedk at gmail.com and you can uh, send whatever you like and I promise I'll read it out on the podcast. Oh, please, yes, really yes, do. Please. He doesn't give me much mail. Yeah, Tommy Tucker hasn't sent me an email for a while. So, um, this this got changed from 50 points to 60 points. So, it went up in price. It lost plus one AP on the charge, but gained plus one advance. So For, for, infantry. for, for infantry. For infantry. Crucially. Yeah, so not for cavalry. So it has a I, devastating charge effect, so only when you charge. Yeah, so I don't know why it went up in price. I have no idea neither. I think I think this is a victim of the uh, like the blanket rule statement that anything that gets a de- design change has to be reevaluated in price. And as like I, I don't like that statement as a blanket statement because blanket statements is usually bad in general. And this is a good case of it because it's not really like why why would it really go up in price especially when it only affects half of the units which can take it yeah yeah this this is really stupid because okay like like look at it like this okay i want to take war banner of rhymer on my knights of rhymer yeah but you shouldn't it, it got 10 points more expensive and lost an ap yeah so never ever am i taking this so on what my so so that makes absolutely no sense for something that from a background point of view, should make sense. I think I think a good point, which was raised by uh, I was reading the the thread for, from Ivor else when I was supposed to work today, <laughs> uh, was <laughs> was that uh, like a guy basically said said as a suggestion like why isn't it that uh, this item has like uh, two versions one which says like okay if you're a cavalry model you get plus one strength plus one AP yeah. if you're an infantry model you get plus one strength and plus one advanced instead yeah. of staying charged I, and I then so then somebody agree. came in and they said well that's too conditional. But actually, if you look at this, it already has those two conditions in it because it says, "Oh, it's like this for moles, and it's like this for infantry moles." Yeah, exactly. So, it's, I mean, there's so it wouldn't be more conditional; it would just be more, I mean, sensible. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And also, uh, yeah, it's still it's still great on spearmen. Yeah. It's now utterly shit on cavalry. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So just to just to kind of disclaimer myself, I did just request for plus one advance. Yeah. Without removing plus one AP. Yeah. The thing is, I've I've heard a little uh, little bird whistle that the the Legion standard or whatever it's called now in the Dreadolf book is now an anthem effect that stacks with generic plus one armor piercing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think uh, that's that's a that's a podcast for another episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, character section, the mounts got a little bit pre-priced. I think the dragons went down. That's what's important. Um, the ancient dragon did not change, which is really fucking sad. It needs to. They need to. As as Galad has said on the last episode, um, it needs to be made into like the king of the dragons. And right now, it's pretty shit. It's just because it's so expensive. It's just expensive. It needs like half, It needs some reducing by like half the price. Half the price. How much? So two hundred plus what? So you get you get plus two HP. Yeah, I mean, but how much is it in all? Four hundred and sixty. So it was four hundred and seventy-five. So it's no, it's more than that, right? Four sixty. It's for a dragon. Yeah, plus plus two hundred. So six sixty. Yeah. Oh, can how much is it for like a rhymer guy or for the? the how much the is it com- for a king? The commander is two fifty. Okay, four sixty. It's costing you one thousand two hundred points for the model. 
1,300 points. Yeah, that's not worth it. No. It's roughly the same price as a zombie dragon now. Yeah. If and it zombie could, dragon's distracting. If it if there was a rule for the dragons that the 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 man on top could, like only he could fight in the challenge and the dragon could like fight outside of the challenge could opt to. Yeah. Then it would be fine. The, there was like a something on the forum which was saying like the ancient dragon should just be able to refuse challenges. Yeah. Like. No, no, better, better. There's the ancient dragon itself. Yeah, accept the challenge, but the character can hit the unit. I would have it the other, the way. other way around, uh, yeah. Yeah, but it's cool because the ancient dragon's like. I would. Look, uh, guys, I've been I've been here, done all this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Just gonna eat this, bro. No, no, no I. I, I would say my solution for all mounted characters would just be that the, the thing could stomp outside of the challenge yeah. because stomp attacks seem like they don't shouldn't have to be directed towards yeah. one model. Like, yeah. like the one yeah. bravest unit champion in the world, he's already gotten eaten and barbecued, and then like yeah, exactly. he gets a whack. And then he gets and fucking teabagged. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will like now teabag you six times. <laughs> <laughs> My ball sack hits you d6 times. <laughs> At strength seven. <laughs> strength seven ball sack. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, we need some more changes there. Spears got slightly more expensive for 20, but cheaper for bigger units. Highborn lancers can fuck off. Seaguard. Yeah. <laughs> Seaguard. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's a wall of time. Okay, okay. I'm just going to say this. We sat in this room about six months ago when 2.0 came out, and I said, Seaguard, a fucking wank. And you guys spent about half an hour talking about, oh no, they're really good, and they're fucking wank. Like, why would you take this unit? It's a fucking waste of points. They reduced it by, like, ten points or something. Like, no. Just redesign them, get them out of the list. I don't care. Just, no. Come on. I, I don't know. It's just 320 points for 15 models with toughness 3. And they get to shoot at strength three. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. it's just, it's just not, none of those. How many things. Heath Riders can you take for three hundred and twenty points? <laughs> you can actually take two units almost. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I like I, what I don't understand is that you could just use these malls as spearmen or as archers, or whatever. Why are they still in the game? Like, why, why would it? It seems like such a legacy unit to me. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I think that's scary. I mean, I know core core units are often more overpriced for what they do, right? Just historically, but three hundred twenty points is not that far off what I'm paying for ten wraiths. <laughs> yeah, like ten ten wraiths are like three three forty or three six or something. I am crying, and that's just disgusting. Yeah, you're crying along with all the high elf players. It's yeah. just, why I'm, I'm does core have to be an upkeep and attacks? I agree. Like, why do? Why is it that a core unit is automatically a lot worse than everything else? Like, I, I would want it to just be have less stats, but not be so much worse than everything else. It just has make to... it cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, but it, 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 you're a new guy coming just, into the yeah. hobby. This is like reduce my... reduce the core percentage and make everything cheaper. Yeah. I mean, this is this is like one of my prime things. Like, as a, from a you, you've been perspective, saying, you've been I've saying been saying this, this for years. years. <laughs> as, when I was when I was working in in the local gaming store, people would come in, and imagine you're a new player and you want to start a Skaven army. <laughs> and, vermin swarm. And you yeah, vermin swarm. And you're looking. So what do I need? Well, you get to buy. 
six battalions so that you have enough slaves, <laughs> which do absolutely fuck all, and you have to paint all of them, and then you buy these three models, and they are going to kill your opponent's army. Straight up. Don't worry. It's going to be fucking broken. <laughs> but, so it's, and it's the same goes for every army. It's, it's basically... So I want to play these cool uh, Bretonian uh, Kingdom of Equitain knights. Yeah, but they're shit. But you have to use them, and then you can get like the shiny Grail Knight. <laughs> it's just the same for everyone. Yeah. I think the, the the Citizen Spears are actually like one of the few units that are super good in as a core unit. Yeah, I, I like them. I, it's, it, I think um, the optimal core for Hybron Elves is two units of Citizen Spears. Yeah. Or yeah. three units of Citizen Spears. I, I, I would... I would like to throw like the radical suggestion I would have is just that core for every army should just be some type of like infantry units which are I mean not bad but maybe they are lower quality compared to the rest of the list and then after that you just like all put all the cool stuff somewhere else and you like you basically your core is going to be infantry blocks and that's going to make the like the game much more focused around that kind of stuff instead of just like moving on with fast cav and like shaft and all this bullshit right i agree to an extent yeah. but it's gonna make the games more generic and i think a lot of people won't like that also being... I, think, I think you just need to take like another look at it and see what you can do to make it the core actually do something i think the 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 peasants are great because it's 30 models that yeah. does something with halberds for not that many points they get very expensive if you want bigger units like the 20 spears are also great and you can argue for bigger units yeah uh, 300 points for 20 with command yeah i mean it's okay that's even a bit i would say like the 240 with the musician if you must but 240 like that's yeah. the that's kind of where we need to be yeah. at yeah i think that the citizen spears are in a good place yeah please like, don't just, fuck just them like up. Com compare it to lances so 20 Citizen Spurs for 240 or 5 Lancers for 250. I know what I'm taking. Yeah. I mean, the only reason to take Lancers is like the delivery system. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I, would, I have taken Lancers in a like a cab bus. Yeah. That's the delivery system. That's it, yeah. That was the only thing I was going to say, Henry. Are you saying about the, uh, what the items called? The, the one that turns off the magic item. The Ring of Pearl Throne. Yeah. That's the only situation I can see actually being viable is on a high elf prince in a cav bus. But yeah. what what uh, what do you then give him? Yeah, but how do you like kit him out? Do you yeah. just give him a lance? I don't know. It's, it's, it's my only thinking though. Like he, he needs to be. He needs to at least have a four plus ward save. If he has a four plus ward save, he's not got a good armor save. If he's got a one plus rerollable, he can't take a weapon. It's just, I mean. So he's gonna remove. I didn't say it was good. <laughs> <laughs> so back to Seaguard. Yeah, fuck those guys. Special. Moving on. <laughs> uh, Swordmasters, Lion Guards, more changes in price. Flame Wardens, like Knights of Rhymer. They're good, but they need reducing in points to be viable. Like I play this unit a lot. Can I whine a bit? Go for it. So five Rhymer Knights is three hundred and forty points. Yeah. Five Grail Knights is 458 points <laughs> so what do you, you get ward save, i get one better ward save okay so i go from a six up to a five up ward save six. you have um the same amount of uh, output only you get lightning reflexes and one more agility you also have one more movement 
Yeah. You also have Fireborn, which is fucking massive on a cavalry unit. Yeah. We have the same armor save. I do get one extra toughness and I get the lance formation, which is irrelevant when you're running five models. Yeah. You get I, I, I still think they're overcosted. And you think those are overcosted? Yeah, by about yeah. 30 points. 50, 10, 10%. I think Nicer Rhymer are exactly where they're supposed to be. Okay. <laughs> Looking at it from yeah, outside. Shame about the Rhymer banner. Yeah, I think that maybe that's an indirect nerf because I, I remember getting charged by five Rhymonites with the Rhymer banner when it was at its best. And, uh, like, you know, that unit seems like it's a small unit, but then it takes off, like, basically a death a star by just going in and, like, <laughs> crazy. I mean, yeah, the I think they're insane. Like, weapon skill five and plus one to hit. I yeah. mean, that's fucking. Yeah, because you, you just go in with your 10 attacks or whatever and you. Hit on twos, wound on, wound twos. on twos, and you do ten wounds. You're like, oh. Uh. And you're coming in in at initiative seven. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not saying they're bad. I'm just saying I just think they're a little bit expensive. I would rather have that option as a unit than Grail Knight. Any day, one for one trade. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah but I'm not, I'm not saying that. I, I think uh, I think Grail Knights are overcosted as well. Yeah, bye. Like a hundred points. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, the the chariot section in the Hibern Elf book, um, they all went down by five points. This is fine. Okay. Um, I've been running Reaver chariots a little bit in units of three. Really? Um, yeah, I think they're hmm. quite, they're quite fun, uh, but they're just a little bit expensive. I can have three Reaver chariots for the same price as five Rhymonites. And I'm going to take Rhymonites. Yeah, I agree. But I do like Rhymonites and Reaver Chariots. And I generally like Reaver Chariots. Yeah. Because single ones are good as well. Yeah, single, and single ones because they're just as good as an Eagle, in my yeah. opinion. They have, they have, if I'm not mistaken, the same maximum change charge range. So you can use them to push stuff that's yeah. fleeing. Yeah. Um, March 14 inches and light troops. Pretty give, solid. Gives you similar maneuverability to an Eagle yeah. for about the same price. And you get a lot of other benefits as well. Yep. I like these over an eagle any day. Yeah, I, I prefer eagle because it flies, but... Yeah. Lion chariot, cheaper. So, again, the the additional eagles got cheaper. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I'm really glad they took time to uh, focus on that. Yep. I think additional queen's guard got more expensive. Great more one. expensive? I thought they were fucking insanely overpriced as it was. Queen's got wow. a rape, bro. They're 30 f- points. They've got longbows. Did you know that? Two, yeah. plus, two plus to hit. Yeah. Shrink four. It's 30 points. Yeah? Yeah, well, I don't know. Okay. Grey Watchers. Yeah. Same, same. Uh, the Seagull Reaper got five points cheaper, and the Sky Sloop went up five points. Uh, Does this change anything at all? It doesn't change anything, but I think it's like going the right way of balance the sky sloops are definitely better than the reapers and yeah i think this price change is fine um phoenix got changed so before it had like a swooping attack on the frost phoenix where if you went over a unit then they got like minus ap i've no idea minus minus some initiative right it was i think it was yeah minus agility and minus ap but now it's like anything in base contact suffers minus two agility, minus two offensive skill, and minus two defensive skill. So I don't know what you think about this. 
I think it's pretty pretty tasty. Yeah, I mean, in it's... theory, right? I mean, I know the fire one is usually going to be preferred because it it does sweeping attacks and sweeping attacks. Just more range damage is always better because you can clear up points towards the end of the game. Yeah. Um, but the Frost Phoenix is tankier. Uh, yeah, I guess and that does seem to combo like mega well with like you charging any other unit with those buffs and you're just gonna rinse people. Yeah, yeah. I think like combined with something like Swordmasters, like a weapon skill four unit, they're now hitting you on fives. I think we'll yeah. definitely be seeing the Frost Phoenix in lists because it's a combo piece. It's like an inherent bounce spell that does something. It's like an inverted... It's like a hex that's automatically cast that's also kind of fighting. So it's like the best combo unit you can possibly have. It's it's a it's I a brilliant the, support unit. The minus agility is a bit wasted. You think? Yeah, like you, you're going to be striking first most of the time. Yeah, yeah but, but Henry, what this does, it means you can charge other elves and swing first. Oh yeah, true, true. Mirror match is good. Also, Do you remember, remember back to tech, you had real trouble in that last game. Also, use cha um, charge this one into the flank of an ongoing character combat, and you automatically win, more or less. Yeah, yeah, like yeah in, in the character challenge. Yep. Something like that. So, so you charge your boss into his boss, and you, his boss and his character but is now. Do you pay four hundred points for it, or three eighty? That's the tricky part, is the price. But I think it has other utility as well. Would you rather have this or Knights of Rhymer? I'd rather have both. Like, you kind of like, <laughs> you know, it's kind of, it's kind of, it's a combo piece. It doesn't work by itself. Yeah, sure. So you need to, you need to bring it and then bring other stuff as well. I mean... Would you, would you take the Fire Phoenix or the Frost Phoenix? I would take the, like, like the Fire Phoenix is a standalone tool, so you use that to kill stuff, yeah. right, by itself. And the Frost Phoenix is kind of like a combo piece. So I guess you've got to build your army around it. I don't... Well, I mean, it combos well with every unit in the army that's combat-focused, in, in my opinion. Yeah. Because it wins you every mi mirror match, and it allows your characters to defeat your opponent's characters. The big yeah. question is, do you spend 75 points on Warden's Bond or not? I think... I think it's worth it, just because you get the better rebirth. Yeah. Is that all it does, right? Yeah, it, it gives, you gives you extra leadership and a couple more attacks. Extra leadership? Okay, I mean... Oh, uh, maybe the, it used to, maybe it doesn't anymore. Doesn't anymore. Like, my opinion is once you've already spent 380, you may as well spend 75 more. Yeah. But that is like an eagle. Not really. Yeah. I think. Oh, it does give you plus one discipline. Yeah, plus one discipline. Yeah. Martial, martial discipline as well is nice. I mean, in my opinion, the rebirth roll of three plus is pretty intense. Yeah, I think yeah. I think you, I think you probably do. I personally don't own a phoenix model, and I never will own a phoenix model because the concept is retarded. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, thematically it's bullshit. Yeah, but um, but you know, you guys with phoenix models, go ahead and. But you could just use a dragon model for this. Like yeah. Kind of like a crystal dragon thingy thingy. I'd just use my dragon, which yeah. show without the rider. No worries. You could just you could just paint up like a on fire owlbear or something. <laughs> 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 I do have four owlbears in my box. Yeah. yeah. So um, put some wings that, that bastard. So that's the end of the Hyper Elf book review. I mean, what what's your guys' general thoughts on it? I, I would say that from my perspective, the uh, it seems to me like not that much really changed. Like some character things got nerfed and items changed around, but like it's 
it's similar to how the Undying Dynasties book is, where it's like, when you just look through the list, you're like, well, I mean, in gen- like in reality, it's not that different to what it was before. But I think that's probably what people were whining so much about, that uh, for some reason there's this perception that Highborn Elves is a is bad army for by some people, and because it didn't change, that is what people are angry about. But I, I wouldn't personally agree that it's bad, but but I, I I guess there's some things which just weren't addressed. Yeah, so for me, like as a hybrid elf player, um, yeah, the Sea Guard weren't addressed. They got cheaper, great. Um, the Ancient Dragon wasn't addressed. It got slightly cheaper, great. Uh, but th- these are kind of the things for me that really needed addressing. The things that didn't need addressing, like the War Banner of Rhyma, it was it was fine, and now it's got markedly worse because it's more expensive and doesn't do as much. The Hereditary spell got addressed by reducing it by one. I think this is a good change, but maybe it just needs looking at again with the next fix. But yeah, as you said, in general, nothing really changed. It got sh- like the points got shaken up a little. But maybe there wasn't enough changes. Yeah, but then then again, like I, f- I feel like the the goal of this update was not really to make those big changes. And maybe again, people, even though they re- like repeatedly say, said that the point of this update was not to make any big changes, uh, people still got their hopes up for big changes. But yeah. I, I think that overall, it seems like. Uh, Unless very some specific examples, most armies seem to have gotten like small, you know, points tweaks and a lot of units. But in general, like no sweeping major changes. Yeah, I yeah. I, I mean, I'd just say that most of the changes seem to be in the region of nerfs, apart from the entry spell or adjustments. Um, I obviously this is a discussion for another day, but I just I'd say we could almost finish up on this point if you like, Henry. When they submitted these, the when they announced the beta change with the news today, in the news post they put a what they were using behind the scenes as a ranking system for where they thought all the books were, what tier they thought they were in, and they had six tiers. Okay. Uh, VC were on their own in the top tier in tier one, so they reckon they're so much better than everyone else. They're a standout. Tier two had Soaring Ancients, Dread Elves, Demolitions, and Sylvan Elves, and I think this was the tiers that they viewed them at before the update. Yeah. So they assumed that Sylvan Elves were in that power level. I think they weren't actually that good. No, I agree. Um, but that's what they thought. I, I know that Tier 3, gone. I, I just want to say that from like every single one of us in our gaming group like has an idea of which armies are great and which armies most definitely aren't. Yeah. And, yep. and the one that they got right is like Ogres at the very bottom, they're basically shit. And VC <laughs> seems super broken. But, you know, kind of like Empire of Sword style on the bot like on the second tier from the bottom yeah what the fuck let's just uh, let's go through the tiers yeah, first just carry on carry on jack carry on jack it's gonna be very we're well, gonna do this kind of quickly but tier three interestingly ud highborn elves wars of the dark gods and vermin swarm what and what vermin swarm they should be like second tier for sure yeah i mean vermin swarm are pretty strong i think wars of the dark gods are pretty good too yeah, to be honest agree. i think uh, i think wars are pretty bad yeah pretty really? bad yeah really yeah. no ask, ask rasmus he says they're garbage <laughs> So, I mean, again, this could, turn really well let's, this, let's could turn a, this could turn into a huge discussion, but uh, well, yeah. my point I was making, so Tier 4 is uh, Orcs and Goblins, Dwarves, Kingdom of Equitain, KOE probably a bit further down than that, in my opinion, Orcs possibly as well, but it's hard to tell. Yeah. Um, tier 5, so second from bottom, is ID, Empire, and Beast Herds. 
And the lowest tier on its own is Ogre Kingdoms, which I think we all agree they got hit pretty hard in the previous update, particularly 2.0. Basically, my point I'd like to make, or question, is after this update, in the very brief time you've had with it, do you think any of the ones we've looked at have changed? So I think VCS still stand out. I think they're, they're still tier one. I don't think they've actually... I don't think any others are actually coming out close to them, really, because the changes have been nerfs, but I don't think they're enough to rein them in. I think Silver and Elves possibly have gone up towards closer to tier two. Yeah, I agree. Some lists. Yeah, I think that they they rank they rank them as tier two, but now I would say they're probably more firmly in tier two. I agree. Um, at yeah. least at least the style that I want to play. If you want to play shooting avoidance, then obviously they've reduced in power. I think uh, UD's. Um, Magic power is really good. I think they probably are around tier three. I reckon they've yeah, I, probably I would, are on that level. I wouldn't say anything's really changed enough to shake up the overall power level of the army. I mean, like they they added some utility in how the racing works, but but like it's not like something. There's a really power choice. Like they buffed a lot carry things that will probably still not be taken by the most competitive lists. I would say exactly. Um, Hardborn Elves, as they said, they, we said before, they put them into tier three. They probably weren't they weren't there to begin with, and they definitely aren't there now. I mean, I don't want to like feed the fire of the rage, <laughs> but they're not. They're definitely not bottom tier. They're not trash, garbage, awful. I think that I think they're actually just fine. I think they're somewhere in right. the middle. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I mean, a lot of these middle tiers are either. pretty similar, to be yeah. honest. I think they're, um, they're somewhere in the middle, maybe slightly below the middle, but this update hasn't changed it, and that's where they are. And again, the changes to KOE, I think, don't actually do an awful lot other than tweaks, which is what this update was meant to be, really. Um, so I think they probably end up... I mean, they're probably on par... Well, they actually, I would have thought they're not as good as Hyperon Elves, to be honest. Which ones? Kingdom of X. KOE. Uh, I would also rate the uh, highs uh, high one else higher than King of Equitain, but I think that mm. uh, the um, the changes to the book puts at least the way that I play them puts them more firm because I think they I think they went a category up to the category they are in now. I think it was because they still have like some combo tools like the Green Knight is apparently a nightmare to play against if you yeah, can't really and, handle him and, and heroism whatever and renown got significantly renown. better so the characters which were already great got better so i mean there's yeah i think they're in I, it's just that the it's just the problem with king of equitain is internal balance and i'll leave it at that <clears throat> so final thoughts yeah. guys the let's let's have a general general thought of the update in like the hotfix in general i i think that the hotfix for in general is really good like i'm i'm super excited and i guess i'm always super excited when they like when there's a new change and you get to do new lists and, and stuff but i i'm really positive with the overall changes across the army books uh, that they made uh, the uh, dragon for warriors of Arcards become cheaper you know it's getting there <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah i, I think uh, I, I think it's all it's all really good on the whole I agree. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd agree. I think the changes to the biggest outliers have hopefully helped to address the issues a bit. Um, as far as I can, as far as I've heard, the changes to ogres as well make them a little bit more competitive as well. Um, the, the, looking at the Silver Elf book is really cool because I think that it now is meant to, it should now perform more how it's supposed to, which is great. Um, but mostly other changes to tweaks. So, like, I feel like the books that didn't need massive 
overhauls haven't had them, and that's good. Because why change stuff if it isn't broken? Seems good to me, I don't know. Yeah. I'm uh, pretty satisfied with the changes that were there. I don't dislike any of them. But I still think that we have a long ways to go. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. I think uh, it's it's a step in the right direction. Um, but it's a, it's a lot of work for very, very small changes overall. Yeah, exactly. I, I would have liked to see a bit more changes. I think the Highborn Elf book, um, the changes are justified. And there shouldn't be as much wine as perhaps there has been. Um, the Silver Elf book as well looks really good. Um, it look, it's definitely more in line with my playstyle, so I'm super happy with that. Um, but yeah, it, it as as Jack said, uh, the outliers have been curbed in, and hopefully we'll have better balance in the future. children